The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. And now, another episode of Hogan's Corner. Well, doesn't work for me, brother. But I gotta tell you, the time that I faced Earthquake, John Tento, that fat motherfucker, brother, he's a big fat fuck. You know, me and him, we had a fucking program, brother. And he sat on my chest, and he did the Earthquake, brother, and he sent me to the hospital, broken wrist, brother. And you know what? All the little Hulkamaniacs, they showed me love. They fucking covered my hotel hospital room, brother, with all the goddamn mail that I got from the Hulkamaniacs all around the world. With that fat fuck, you know what? At SummerSlam 90, brother. I told this to Grand, you know, well, doesn't work for me, brother. You know, I want to fucking slam that motherfucker, hit him with a big boot, and drop the leg, and one, two, three, brother. But Vince McMahon said, no, brother, you're going to win by count out, because the big boss man going to hit him, and you're going to beat the count, brother. No, well, doesn't work for me, brother. So, you know what? Fuck that shit. So I got to tell you, Earthquake, what you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you, brother? And I fucking win, because I'm still alive, brother. Hulk Hogan is just too sweet. Terrible as hell, brother. And that was another Hogan's Corner. kickoff of the first ever qualifying match for the face of the revolution ladder match yeah this was uh, we had talked about it on the control Who center oh my god Whoa. i agree young man the big man the powerful man look at the face he's all man good god almighty look who's here Approaching the ring from Wichita Falls, Texas, weighing 348 pounds, Limitless Kid He's a, a mild part of the neighborhood. My God, look at the size of him. Uh, he's an athlete too, Tom. Well, you see him in, in person, it's amazing. He is an athlete, a super heavyweight athlete. And Keith Lee, 
with an opportunity here on his arrival to walk into revolution on Sunday, March 6th, and be a part of that Face of the Revolution ladder match. Can you imagine what we have seen in the last, what, five minutes of this program, Excalibur? The, the disintegration of the inner circle, the arrival of Jay White, and now, Limitless Keith Lee. I, I just very briefly, and I, we, we need to get into, look at the eyes of Matt Hardy. I wonder what Kenny Omega thought of seeing Jay White. And it seems to me, I may be wrong, but Adam Cole is, I don't know, he's going to business for himself. I don't know what he's doing, but. Keith Lee looks like a young Mark Henry. Hall of Famer, the powerhouse that no one could prepare adequately for. Wow, well, after Isaiah Cassidy's impressive performance this past Friday night at Rampage against Sammy Guevara in that TNT Championship match. I've heard nothing but great things about this young man. Recently married, his life's changing in a lot of ways. We're so thankful that he's here in AEW. I, I'm not so sure Isaiah Cassidy's too thankful to JR right now. No, Isaiah was granted this opportunity in this qualifying match after his performance Friday night, but now he is getting thrown across the ring. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, hell. Up for the bright lights. <laughs> the Bradleyest Beal I have ever seen. Oh, look, look at the face of the... That's some height, big time. And Isaiah Cassidy trying as he might, an elbow strike, a boot to the midsection, but Keith Lee, 348 pounds, and the leapfrog, the drop oh down, God. and all the cross body, he just flattened Isaiah. He feels so good, Tony. Oh, what an amazing, Amazing AEW moment here on TBS. I dig this guy. Oh, Mark Quinn just tossed Isaiah Cassidy back into the ring. Nice assist by Isaiah's private party tag partner. Isaiah Cassidy with right hand. Keith Lee blocked it. Keith Lee is just overpowering. Oh, the slingshot into a cross body. Keep in mind, keep in mind the winner of this match goes on divide for the face of the revolution at a revolution pay-per-view coming up. First qualifier match here. And they interacting there with Matt Hardy. They're no strangers. Let's not forget, that's a ladder match, by the way. That's right, that's coming up Sunday, March 6th, live on pay-per-view. Oh, hey, Keith Lee. He's got Isaiah Cassidy all lined up. Cassidy does the smart thing. Yeah, through the quick. legs, drop kick. Keith Lee finding out that uh, Cassidy's not wrestling a slinky. Oh, Keith Lee though, so quick. He ran right through the clothesline attempt and, oh my God. Just shoulder blocked Isaiah out of the ring. You can hear that all the way where, where we're sitting. Flash on flash, and the bigger flash what? wins. Where's he going? Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, we, he said during the break, He's walking. If Isaiah doesn't win this match, he's gonna have to make some changes, and now he's walking out on private party. I, well, I, I would call that pretty erratic behavior if you ask me. Matt Hardy. Maybe he didn't have the stomach to see his man 
compete any longer with, with Keith Lee. Look at this. Oh, this Mark ain't going to help you. Grabbing the boot. Keith Lee just able to shake off Mark Quinn. Isaiah coming up the rope. These men have not dealt with someone like Keith Lee. Strength, agility, quickness. He's the perfect athletic package. Isaiah Cassidy. The corkscrew oh. over the top. That's Got one him way to get the big man down. That's right, JR. Got him off his feet. And Isaiah going back into the ring. Well, that stunned him, man. I may have hit the back of his head that yeah. time. I think Isaiah Cassidy content. For a count out, he will still advance right to the exactly. face of the Revolution Ladder match. Great point. That is exactly right. Keith Lee, though, for the size of this man, not about to be counted out. And Isaiah laying in some shots. That's a great, great, great idea to do that. It didn't work. Keith Lee yeah. just able to shrug Isaiah Cassidy off. Ooh, pump kick to the side of the jaw. Hey, man, give Cassidy a lot. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Swatted away him a lot of credit in this match. He is fighting, buddy. He is fighting a bigger and stronger man, but he is not. He continues to pull himself up. The last thing on earth I would want to do is piss off Keith Lee. Isaiah Cassidy. Look at that. Look at that. Up on the shoulders. And Keith Lee advances to revolution. Welcome to AEW, Keith Lee. Uh, this We're match. proud to have you here. Limitless Keith Lee! Oh, Mark Quinn jumping on the back. He's showing us once again how stupid he is. Well, that's not a good idea. You're right. Oh, drop kick. A pretty good drop kick. By man. Mark Quinn, Keith Lee. And look at old private party taking out Keith Lee. Keith Lee not even given a chance to enjoy this moment. He'll make up for it, I promise you. Well, they're not done. Hang on a second. Oh. Oh. oh, Keith Lee just caught Isaiah Cassie. Now Mark Quinn. What's Quinn trying to do here? Whoa, Keith Lee caught over. How strong is this man? What a moment. What With a, a bomb, bomb on private party. And many more to come. And Keith Lee, power bomb on the apron. For Mark Quinn. Yes, right, young lady. He's here, all 348 pounds of him. I see what you did there. It's very cute. You know, I understand you want your own spotlight and you deserve it, but I need to know something was not cute two weeks ago when you didn't tag me into our match against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Okay, you embarrassed me. It was demeaning. Worst of all, you robbed our fans who paid a ticket to see Chris Jericho wrestle. You took that away from them. It's unacceptable. It was disrespectful. And I wanna know, why did you do it? Listen, Chris, enough of this corny shit. For the past few months, I've been struggling with this uh, seeing the cup half full type of mindset. But sometimes you just gotta see things for what they are and call a spade a spade. And at the end of the day, Chris Jericho only cares about one person. That's Chris Jericho. Any little fight that we've had, 
Anything that we've had to shift our focus towards has always been for the betterment and advancement of one person. That's you, Chris. Am I wrong? And then anytime we've had just a little bit of spotlight, or it seems like we're gonna be making our way towards the top prize and winning the AEW Tag Team titles, what happens, Chris? It gets shut down, it gets thrown to the side so we could come to your rescue. Am I wrong, Chris? Am I wrong? Chris, I ain't done. It's funny that we're out here, Chris, because I came out here, we came out here, man to man and face to face to tell you that the days of us playing second fiddle are over and done with. Big news. Don't raise that mic, because I ain't finished, Chris. Because at the end of the day, it was always you that stood in our way. It was always you that made sure that we didn't have a bigger spotlight than you did. But it was always them that kept us going. And I tell you what, Chris, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell all of you, you better look at this man in his face and you better thank him with everything you've got. You wanna know why, Chris? Because if it wasn't for him, I would have dropped your ass a long time ago. Now you may speak. You know, you remind me a lot of my old friend, Eddie Guerrero. You get super hyped up and you want to blame everybody, even your closest friend, Santana. Okay, you're going back to this issue with the tag team titles that Eddie Kingston planted in your head. Eddie Kingston, what the hell has Eddie Kingston ever done for you in AEW? What kind of stroke does Eddie Kingston have in AEW? Zero. I'm the influencer in this company. And since I brought you here, since October 2nd, 2019, you've been in the main event of pay-per-views, you've been in the main event of Dynamite, main event of Rampage, your payoffs have gone through the roofs, you made more money in your lives to this company than you ever had before, okay? And yet you still wanna bring your shortcomings on me. You had a chance to be the AEW World Tag Team Champions. February 17th, about a year ago, you had your chance, but you lost to the Young Bucks. That had nothing to do with me. But yet you wanna pull all your problems on me? How about this? I brought you into the inner circle. I could kick you the hell out as well. Wow. Things unraveling rapidly for the inner circle. As a matter of fact, when I think about how I put this faction together with attitudes like this, I have to ask myself, maybe I invited the wrong two members of LAX to join. Ouch. Hey, Jake. You got Homicide and Hernandez to spoke. Oh! oh hey, 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 stop, stop! Hey, stop! Stop, stop, stop! We're a family! We're a family! Stop! 
Stop! We're a family. Stop. Sentence. Stop. Shut up, Sammy! Jericho said Sammy was his closest Listen, friend here at AEW. Time's changed, Excalibur. Save it, Chris. I don't know what the hell's going on right now, but I love you guys. You guys are my family. Inner circle forever, that's what we've always said. But Chris, I gotta be honest with you. One of my goals is to be the greatest champion in professional wrestling that there's ever been. And all this bickering back and forth, it's not gonna help it. You know what? I've quit this group before, and unless you guys can figure this shit out, I'll quit again. Figure it out. Man, wow. That's some earth-shaking news. Just keeps on rolling here tonight. Unlikely voice of reason, Sammy Guevara. Trying to mend this divide with the inner circle. What do you expect, Chris? Huh? You throwing around threats? First Sammy walks away, then what? What's next? You couldn't have your facts more twisted, Chris. You keep it literally Ours and Eddie's relationship saying he's never done anything for us. You couldn't be more wrong. Like the inner circle, Eddie Kingston is one of our brothers in arms. And I know one thing's for certain. All this bickering and moaning that we're doing in the middle of the ring isn't going to settle anything. Let me give you a little history lesson where we come from. Where we come from, if we have an issue, we don't deal with it by doing this. We deal with it by using this. Next week, Santana and Ortiz versus Jericho and Hager. And we settle this shit once and for all. That sounds like pretty good booking to me, Excalibur. It certainly does a lot of bad blood. I never wanted it to come down to this, but if you want to fight, you're gonna get one. And maybe after Jake and I smack your faces around, you'll have an attitude adjustment, because if you don't, you're gonna have to make some changes. You dig? We'll see you next week. You better be here. Attendance is mandatory. Come on, big man.
the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ann. Hello everybody and welcome. It is Wednesday night and you know what that means. It's time for the PwC Presents for Wednesday Night Skirmish uh, right here on the PwC Network. Um, first of all, uh, if, anybody's, if anybody's going, oh hey, the show is back on, that's great. Um, yeah, we had some technical issues last week, uh, but they're all solved, everything's been figured out, and we are rolling forward um, as the PwC can't stop, won't stop, um, as they say. Um, you're listening to, well, that, that's my co-host, Jimmy T. Let's start there. Jimmy T, um, how the fuck are you, man? I'm good, man. I wasn't sure if I should have jumped in there for a second or not, so uh, I kind of will stop starting, stop starting, just like we, with our shows lately. And yes, <laughs> we, have, we have had some technical difficulties, but I promise from now, from today forth, everything is sorted and expect everything to be right back up on the PwC network, because like we said... We keep rolling on, man. You ain't going to stop us. That's for sure. Absolutely, bro. We're like Mason Puff Daddy over here. And yes, <laughs> I said Puff Daddy because that's who he was at the time. Don't fucking at me. Screw Diddy, man. Even though he was Diddy, technically, even before Daddy. Did you know well, that? I don't care. I <laughs> honestly... Diddy's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> look, man. He can dance, bro. He can dance. You got to give him that. Come on. He, he dances really well, and he can <laughs> rap other people's words pretty good, too. Um, <laughs> dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, but you know, why don't you come over here to our cause if you if you want a producer who, who doesn't insist on being all in the song. I was going to all in the, well, videos. In the videos. <laughs> <laughs> come over to the PWC. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> where, where you won't have people like Diddy all up in your videos and shit we'll just put them out there without Diddy or Daddy whatever you want to call him right right, right. well speaking of which shout outs to uh, our homeboy uh, homeboy who just put out a podcast about the west coast sound of hip hop um, oh, and also some funny shit about COVID um, so if you want to know more about where that cut came from which was Suge Knight getting a dig in at P. Diddy at the uh, MTV <laughs> Music Awards? I don't know. Some Music Awards. MTV um, Music Awards. Oh, no, the right, Source well, Awards. It was the Source Awards. Sorry. Ah, the Source Awards. That makes more sense. The Source, by the way, for our younger audience, uh, was a hip-hop magazine uh, that Absolutely. was very popular for a while. Now, what a magazine is, is it's like <laughs> a website, only you'd get it in a physical form, and it would only come out once a month. It was fucking crazy how we crazy. all lived before the internet. Can, uh, can you believe that, man? I used to collect the Source fucking magazines back in the day and the Double XL magazines also, which was exactly like the Source, but the rival. And, uh, man, yeah, man, they, they don't even release that shit anymore. I mean, is the Source even a thing still? I'm sure it is. I think it's probably something online or whatever. You might be able to get a physical copy if you pay extra, extra Damn. money. Yeah, I, I read tons of fucking magazines when I was a kid. I collected Double XL and the Source because... I mean, I'm, I'm a huge hip hop nerd. And then Absolutely. I also, I also have like back issues, like all the way back to like 
20 years ago from the ring magazine and the oh, hockey news awesome so. awesome the ring magazine are worth quite a bit now dude the boxing shit i mean even the source and double xl mags are probably going to be worth something in the future bro i'm sure there'll be collectors out there yeah that's a good idea i don't know i'll, I'll figure out where i'm pretty sure they're just in boxes above the barn but uh you know they smell like horse but you don't have to know that <laughs> <laughs> the sauce in the bun i like it bro and it smells like fucking horse shit just like tonight on dynamite bro because is it just me or did they make hangman look like horse shit tonight oh man that whole main event was rough uh we will get rough. into that i mean rough in a number of ways but like i said we'll get into that we'll get um, into that i just wanted to say that since we're talking about barns right on um let's see has anything happened in wrestling Oh. in the last week or two oh um yeah shane mcmahon got fired from the wwe right right and uh i don't know if you heard <laughs> chris it's it's like he's stuck in time but i just want to quickly elaborate there for a second man uh i don't know if uh if if anyone listened to the blow off with me and jago jago asked me the same question about what do you think of the shane you know situation and I call bullshit, bro. Straight up, except it's not bullshit in the morning. It's bullshit at night because I just don't buy the story, man. I'm sure, like, he, they got rid of him or whatever the fuck, right? But he didn't get fired, bro. I think that's all just bullshit in the dirt sheets. And people are just over-fucking-talking about it. And when I say over-talking about it, like, overthinking it. Believe me, Chris, he's not an arrogant prick from... from the sources, according to the sources, apparently Shane was one of the best people or the best McMahon to actually work for. So I don't buy this shit, bro. Yeah, I feel like they may be pushing some kind of an angle with this, honestly. Um, Could be even that. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, sometimes they do like to do that where they like to, you know, kayfabe even the boys. In the oh, back fuck yeah, bro. Make no mistake about it, man. It was WWE that leaked this bullshit out 100%, man. Like a Chinese whisper just to see how far it goes. <laughs> Good reference. Um, yeah, <laughs> by you. the way, since you said uh, BS but not in the morning, I forgot to do my intro of myself. Yeah. I'm Christopher Ams. Right. Uh, that's A-M-B-S, like bullshit first thing in the morning or lambs with no L. Um, I apologize for getting all of this stuff out of order, but <laughs> I am fucking tired, bro. In the last five days, I have had three sessions with my, my personal trainer, an at-home workout, and I've been working full-time hauling and cutting steel. My body is just like, fuck you, man. Stop it. <laughs> Damn. Well, dude, man, hey, at least you're doing something, man. I mean, shit. Look, it will pay off in the end, Chris, I'm sure. And, you know, going with the new look and the new dough on your head there, bro. Hey, that rhymed unintentionally, but uh, we might get a full sexy time christopher ams bro instead of kevin panetta i think we might have a new sexy oh. time in our house yeah <laughs> fuck kevin panetta that guy is, he's small and his <laughs> he's, he's got an injured elbow now this guy doesn't <laughs> know what he's doing fuck that guy uh, just shout kidding kevin we love you <laughs> yeah, absolutely shout outs to kp the, the og sexy time panetta that's right dollar 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 y'all dollar dollar bills y'all I'll buy All that right, for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into this fucking episode already. It's AEW Dynamite. The show starts off with Wardlow coming out without music. 
Um, he's got some cardboard cutouts of MJF <laughs> beating Punk last week. Right. The rest of the Pinnacle come out. Uh, they're celebrating MJF's win. Everybody seems very happy. Um, I honestly, I'm not joking when I say that the Pinnacle has been such a non-entity yep. since like their debut <laughs> yeah, that I literally. legitimately had to sit here for like at least five seconds and be like, what the fuck are they called again? They're not the inner circle. They're not the what four horsemen. What the fuck are they? Oh yeah, the pinnacle. Yep. Anyway. They're definitely at the top, uh, that's for sure, Chris. Not. All right. So MJF <laughs> comes out. He says he's made it crystal clear that he is at the top. He's the best wrestler on the planet. Not Kenny Omega, not Brian Danielson, not Adam Cole. Why would you even mention Adam Cole? I he know. Fuck. Not Hangman. MJF is the best in the world. Scratch that. He just beat CM Punk twice in Chicago. He did. He's better than the best in the world. Absolutely. He really is. I mean, it's his new catchphrase now, and, and you can buy the, actually his new shirt at AEW. Uh, what was it? AEW. Uh, I don't even fucking know. Somethingzone.com, whatever it was. It's it's similar to WWE. Uh, remember the fucking WWE Shop Zone? Right. Oh, right. I think it is awshopzone.com, as a matter of fact. Jeez. Hate to of copy. Of course it is. And someone's very rude in the background with their phone ringing, apparently. <laughs> God damn it, D. God damn it, D. You're fired. Yeah. Just like Shane. No, we can't fire D. D is amazing. <laughs> um, Absolutely. All right. So MJF says he has to thank the man who really made the victory happen last week. Of course, everybody thinks he's going to mention Wardlow, and he says Sean Spears. Oh, damn. Lol. Um, indeed. Really great facial work here from Wardlow as he shows like he's not impressed with this stupid <laughs> nonsense. He's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, Sean Spears did it? Okay. He's able to, he's able to say stuff without saying stuff, which yeah. is really high level. Although he does seem to be... You know, sort of buddy-buddy uh, with uh, FTR, it seemed. He seemed happy when they came out. Yes. Well, there's that. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk more about FTR tonight, as I'm unimpressed. Um, MJF <laughs> says he's proved that he's better than Brett in Canada, better than Piper in Portland, which Piper's from Winnipeg, um, oh, no. or CM Punk <laughs> in Chicago. Oh, jeez. Everyone's better than CM... Oh, oh sorry. Anyway, yeah, yeah, apparently. Look, MJF is good, but he ain't fucking as good as Brett in Canada, that's for sure. And he's definitely better than uh, Roddy Piper in Portland, if you get my drift. Oh, come on. <laughs> Although, I know everybody can think of him as like he's from Portland, but yes, you're right, Chris. He is Canadian, not from fucking Scotland, as a matter of fact. Yeah, not from Scotland, although he has Scottish heritage, the same way that I have irish heritage and you're not really greek but you have oh. greek heritage oh i'm not really greek but i'm yeah something like that but yes well, yeah, you weren't born in greece well no i wasn't and uh and according to the greeks in greece i'm a kangaruda that's what they call me <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome he, he, kangaruda. That again? i just want to hear it again <laughs> kangaruda i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's how you say kangaroo in greek but anyway uh yeah but even here in Australia, I'm not a, I'm not a Aussie. I'm a wog. <laughs> right? Yeah. You. you what everyone the fuck just doesn't belong to any to anything anymore because that's the world we're living in. Fuck everything. Fuck I don't all even. Chris, I don't even know who I am anymore. 
Um, well, you're still James <laughs> T to me. Um, James T. Oh, but you know what, James. Chris? I'm not a James. I'm a straight up Jimmy, bro. Come on now. No, no, you're a James. You're definitely no, no, no. a James. No, 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 James. no, 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 no. Anyway, it's enough <laughs> of the J talk. <laughs> but anyway, I'm Jimmy, not James. Wait, I digress. Please continue. Yeah. Please Did you know my uncle's name is is James? His name is uh, we all just call him Jimmy, but his name is actually James Dean Ams. Really, James Dean Ams. That's his name. That's he wasn't. Name. He all wasn't right. named after a famous James Dean, was he? Oh, I'm reasonably certain he was. Um, yeah. <laughs> this would have been at a time when, like, my my opa and oma had lived in Canada for like 10, 15 years, something like that. So at what, that they point, went they back were, to Germany. No, no, no. They. Oh. What I'm saying is like, so they named him something that they thought was cool in like you know the culture that they had moved to, but it would, you know, it, it's not really cool. Um, sorry, Jim. Yeah. Um, it's not. Sorry, Uncle Jim. Uh, sorry, Uncle, Uncle Jim. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Punk comes out. He brings out Darby and Sting. Punk wants a match. Fried, Freeman says yes. You can have a tag match against FTR, but Punk has to find someone other than Sting and Darby. Hooray. Right. Who will it be? How childish. That was yes. so childish, um, bro. Come on. The whole thing was kind of childish. And I get that, that that's sort of like what they're pushing with, with MJF. Um, but also, I don't know. Do we have to keep going with this feud? Like, do uh, you feel like this is getting anywhere? Well, I did. I've, I have said on numerous occasions on multiple shows that I think this will be a stretched out feud. I never thought it would it was gonna be a one and done. I think this was stretch look man, at the end of the day we used to complain that these guys don't do a proper program or well, not long enough. They you know, they do it like a one week build and then the blow off the week after, then it's over and then they move on to something else. At least they're trying to actually do long term storytelling, right, Chris? I mean, come on. You gotta give them credit for no, that. No, I agree. Man. I agree. I like the fact that they're that they're pushing this past like the one match because that seems to be what happens in AEW at this point. Right. Is they just go to one match and then they just move on. Um, I'm happy that they're not doing it in a program, but I don't know. Like these guys had one really fire back and forth promo that was like really really excellent. Oh, for sure. Um, Nothing will I top liked, that, dude. No, I liked the match that they had. But everything other than that has been a lot of, I don't know, just meh? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I don't mind it. I'm indifferent to this view, to be honest with you, Chris. Yeah. I'm very indifferent. But but in saying that, that doesn't mean I'm not liking it. Like, it's okay. I'm cool. Like, I'm not really, like, angry at it. But, like, yeah, it's like it's not. It hasn't sucked me in like, like their first promo sucked me in. Yeah, I agree. That's basically where I'm at too. I like I'm happy that they're being given time. I want to see what they do next. But at this point they've had one really good promo battle and everything else has just been kind of okay. And it's been like it's been a month or so at this point, right? Like it's been a while. Yeah, more probably. Surely it's been at least nearly I mean, it started late last year, didn't it? Yeah. Um so it's been a yeah, couple so of months. It's been like a couple of months, yeah. Just like I said, I'm. They're both really talented workers, and I think that they can do some really interesting stuff. But I just hope that they start 
moving in some kind of a direction that's interesting again because right now it just seems a little stale unfortunately yeah it is getting stale and just the thing is now that all of the pinnacle and i'll use that term lightly all of the pinnacle seems to be getting involved in his feud punk can't be taking all this shit you know by himself surely right yeah, I mean, at some point, he's going to have to get some backup. Obviously, he has some backup tonight. Um, maybe that'll turn into something, which yeah. I'd be fine with. Well, apparently, it's a wild thing. But on top of that, do we possibly get a Shield 2.0, or should I say 3.0, with Daniel Bryan, or sorry, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and CM Skunk, I mean Punk? Why not just have? Why not just sign Chris Hero and you can do what was supposed to be the original Shield? Well, I mean, and Punk was supposed to be. I think they wanted him to be the leader of of the Shield too, as and Chris Hero, like you said. You know what I mean? Or you know, for the, for those of you that don't know who Chris Hero is, I'm talking about Cassius Ono in WWE, who formerly goes under Chris Hero. But you know oh, what? I'm oh no. That's not a bad track, dude, for, for what it was, but I hate it at the same time. But in saying that, I'm glad I didn't go with the Chris Hero fucking like angle because seriously, he's a fat fuck, dude. Yeah, the dude just he struggles with his weight a lot because he's, yeah, he's got a thyroid problem. A he actually does have a thyroid problem, so it's it's not his fault per se, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Well him and Chris Jericho both. Anyway, yeah, um that's true. Andrade's backstage. He's 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 having a meeting with Sting and Darby. Uh, yeah. Darby says he'll never work for him, and Andrade says, "You you will work for me." No, no, no it's Jew, 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 work for me. Jew will work for me. <laughs> yeah, um, you got to say like and, Jew, like you're saying Jewish. And I and I will make you the the TNT champion. Champion, champion. Yeah, you got to do the t <laughs> before instead of saying cha, you got to do the t. So it's like champion. <laughs> yeah, well, this was stupid, and it continues to be stupid. So yeah, I don't want to talk anymore. Fucking retarded, bro. Really, they're wasting Andrade's freaking talent here, man. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, he's actually he's he's excellent in the ring, um, and he's got a presence about him. You can you can play him off as something, but like. He's like the twelfth guy in this company who's playing the million dollar man. I <laughs> Yeah. He's playing Alberto del Rio, actually, in many ways. Mm. When really he's the leader of Los Ingobernables de Mexico. De Japón. Yeah, no, not de Japón. De Mexico. Definite, right? Definitely right. Definitely de Japón. I've <laughs> I've seen it. It's definitely <laughs> true. Well, technically that is he like that's just a satellite, you know, like a like another chapter is still he's still the big boss of everything at the end of the day as la sombra mm. and i would rather uh, he's see el jefe. Oh, oh oh he's like pinche cabron ese <laughs> mm. shout okay. out to homeboy 88 shout out to homeboy we love you Absolutely. um again go listen to his newest uh podcast it's great no doubt. um so uh, Wardlow gets to face the blade, which I was happy about. I'm happy that they're moving him away from just jobbers. Um, We're and moving I think to the blade, mid-card jobbers now. 
Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but I think that the Blade, he's got a little bit of a presence, a little, like, people know who he is, at least. There's there's something to beating him, right? Like, if you, if you go out there and you beat, you know, local jobber number five, it doesn't really mean anything to anybody. It can be fun to watch, but it doesn't really build you up, you know, in the minds of the people until you start beating someone. Right. And even that, he still hasn't wrestled anyone really that credible and won. No, he hasn't. Um, Which isn't bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm liking this slow build anyway. Keep building him up. This is Batista in evolution all over again, bro. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparable for sure. So um, Blade gets in some work here. Um, and I like that. I like that there was a little bit of... Um, it was a little bit more of a back and forth match. Not like it was oh, still sure. a squash match, no. but blade got, got some offense in. He starts off with a chop block, um, you know, gets the boots to him, kicking the knee, keep trying to keep him off balance. Um, Wardlow with a couple of good moves back from break. Um, you know, blades trying to cheat Wardlow cuts him off with a shoulder thrust. Uh, Kicks him in the corner, goes for the power bomb in the middle of the ring, does four, and gets the pin. Um, so like I said, it's a good win for Wardlow, and um, and of course we had Sean Spears get in the ring afterwards with a chair. Does that work though? Because isn't the blade a heel? Like why? Why are we doing this? You tell me, why are we doing this? I mean, this is just for the Wardlow story arc, obviously, right? I guess whoever he's facing, it's irrelevant because it doesn't matter if they're a heel or a baby face, according to AEW. But yeah, you're right. It, <laughs> I mean, shit, he is a heel. And yeah, you know what, man? The Blade did get some some of his shit in, and it was a competitive match. But, it, it w but the thing is, this is what I don't like, right? As good as Wardlow is, and he's great, right? And I'm a big fan of his. They make him look like a dumb cunt, bro. Yeah, they're pushing him as not just, like, Batista as in... They're pushing him as in, like, Batista from the early days in that he's also very, very dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's pretty, like, stupid, bro, in, in many ways. You know what I mean? And that's what fucking sort of gets to me, but I get it. You know, he's still young, you know, he's, he's, he's like a, you know, what, what do they call him? A, a blue chipper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, come on. Like, you know, like, he's definitely we... a, a blue chip prospect. He's definitely right. a guy who's going to be a world champion at some point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. But I just don't like how they have to make him look so stupid sometimes. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, surely I, I, I have been saying that Warlow won't turn, right? But they're stretching this a little too much. Is he going to stay or is he not? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the problem with the problem with turning anybody right now is like you've got so much going on, and it's just like sometimes it gives me a headache trying to figure out who's doing what in AEW because there's so much going on, and um, I don't know. It's not like. Because I've heard people describe it as, as you know, very much like Vince Russo booking in that everybody has a thing to it do. Is, everybody has it has been. It feels that way, bro. We, me and Jago even said it on the blow-off. It really feels like Russo is working 
for AEW in, in many ways, man. It would have surprised me, bro. Yeah, for sure. You hit your bong, and I'll take a minute to make a point. Uh, <laughs> oh, I shall. Please right. continue, Chris. Well, so the difference, though, is that I and I maybe I'm just looking at this through rose-colored glasses as somebody who was a kid in the Attitude Era, but I feel like the Attitude Era, you got the same kind of booking where everybody had something to do, but I feel like the way that Vince Russo booked things is that you were able to at least follow along with what, with what was going on. Like that's true. You, you know what I mean? Like you had the same, you had the benefit of, you know, you know, for the benefit of those with flash photography promo months and months and months in a row. Right. This, this was not a, but in AEW, it seems like people have a new thing. And then four weeks later, they've got a new thing. And then a week (laughs) after that, they've got a new thing. And then two weeks later, they've got a new thing. You're right, man, and that's why I don't understand Booker of the Year bullshit, but yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, you're right, man, but I do see, and and I'll say this term lightly, a little more consistency lately, actually, Chris. Yeah, I think that I, I think that that's fair. I think that they've been a little more consistent, and I think, I mean, honestly, I, I got to tell you, like, for me, it seems like when they have a little less time, they do a better show. Um, I have honestly felt like Rampage has been the superior show. Yeah, it's funny. Now. It, it's true, man. Uh, that's actually quite a good point because I've been feeling that way too, man, about Rampage. But you know what it is, dude? I think it's the energy of that show. You know what I mean? It doesn't well, matter. Yeah, that's what I mean because it's right. just an hour. They got to fit what they got to fit in. Right, right. Yeah, it's true, man. And like the terms, like the AEW catchphrase goes for Rampage, it's the quickest wrestling show in one hour. Uh, that's a cool little catchphrase. I like that. I haven't heard, I haven't seen that. Is that? Oh, really? Are they doing that for commercials or? Yeah, no. They just sort of. Well, yeah. I mean, when they promote Rampage, generally you hear El, you know, El Scaliberto actually say it's the quickest hour in pro wrestling. All right. Well, speaking of El Scaliberto, let's talk about uh, this video package from Penta El Zero Miedo. Mm, um, I'm happy for this, though, actually. He, he drives up to a graveyard and he says some cryptic things about the mist penetrating his soul. He did. And um, Malachi Black should be ready to face the consequences. It's time for Penta to rise which means and then the the shovel digs up a red mask go ahead well actually he picked up his pentagon dark mask dude ah see and now i've been saying this also like i expected this to happen right actually but i wanted it to be him joining the house of black and actually be called pentagon black instead of dark i like that you know what I mean? And I would love to see that. Hopefully it does lead to something like that. I think it'd be pretty interesting. Although you can't have a whole bunch of guys, you know, playing second fiddle to Malachi Black, if you will, right? And uh, But nevertheless, for, for anyone that hasn't seen Pentagon Dark, you're in for a treat, man. Because in Lucha Underground, this motherfucker was sadistic as Pentagon Dark, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, bro. I am hoping 
Like, here's the thing. I, I felt the same way when I saw this. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some of it. Because I remember, like, I and I loved his stuff in Lucha Underground, dude. Absolutely. Again, people are, are always like, oh, you just don't like Lucha, Chris. No, I love oh. Lucha. Like, just give it to me the right fucking way. Right, it's not even um, about that either, like, if you like Lucha or not. Because Lucha style is fucking stupid. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It's It's a train wreck. You know what I mean? No, but this is what I'm saying. Like, good, there is such a thing as good lucha where people no, do sell the moves. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I've seen it. Right. I've been there live. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. some of this stuff where people sell and they take a moment to register the fact that, holy shit, that move was big. We'll talk about uh, people selling big moves later. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping that that's what they do with him because to this point, a lot of what AEW does is they go, "Hey, remember, remember this? Mem- remember, remember how these remember. guys are? Remember how? Yeah, member berries. Um, remember <laughs> how? And then it's just nothing. You don't actually get the fucking follow through." Right on, man. It's true. No, you're right. So hopefully we do get a follow. You know, a follow through here, bro. Because uh, look, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with him. As Pentagon Dark, if that's where we're going, I'm pretty sure we are. You know what I mean? Even though he, what's he called? He's called Penta right now, right? I mean, they can't call him Pentagon because he doesn't own the rights to that name. So I guess we're going to be calling him Penta Alzero. Oh, he did say it's like Scrito, like he said, he said Dark in Spanish. As a matter of fact, the guy that was talking yeah. for, um, he didn't say Black, he said Dark, which is what was it like like in greek that's how you say it it's similar to greek right the mm-hmm. term they use that's why i understood it straight away and that's what he said the, the dude literally said it penta el zero dark mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> so does that mean he has no dark that because that oh, seems like that's the true. wrong that <laughs> seems like that's the wrong way to go well um, they are elevating him actually chris huh are they see what, are see they what i did there be- I hope so. Are they going to have not, them elevated really. on elevation <laughs> or At- dark? Do you think they'll elevate Mr. Dark on Mr. Dark Darkness? Elevation? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know, man. Hopefully they do because, he, you know, Phoenix getting injured actually could be a blessing in disguise for the both of them, man. Yeah, uh, it might be. You're right. It might be. It, or... I mean, it as long as I don't have to watch that same fucking match over and over and over and over, oh. and over and over again every week, man. I'm tired of that match. And when I say that match, I, what I'm saying is that these guys have the same fucking match same for spots. like six months straight. Same everything, man. It's true, dude. Uh, you're right, man. And that's why, I mean, look, man. Phoenix and Penta are fucking single stars, really, bro. You know what I mean? And they've totally fucking, in my opinion have had a shit run in AEW. That's just my opinion, man. I don't care if they've won tag belt or whatnot. I just feel like they haven't been used to their full potential. Hopefully now we might just get that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, It would be nice to see them get like some actual interesting storylines going instead of just, hey, look at this guy do this flippy thing. And his brother does flippy things too. And watch them both do flippy things. Because... Fuck. I don't know if you know this. 
I don't know if you know this, Jimmy, but I don't watch gymnastics. Oh, you don't? No. Well, you should be, Chris. Jeez. Um, Gymnastics rules, man. I will not. Speaking of rules, um, apparently there's some rules we got to talk about with the inner circle. Yes. Um, Jericho has some new rules, including that uh, the tonight's meeting was mandatory. Uh, yeah, okay, because he's the president of uh, the inner circle MC, right? They're one percenters, bro. They, um, yeah, they basically are aces and eights. Yeah, they are. They actually are, bro. They really are. They really fucking are. That's what sort of annoys me. But in some ways, they're very different. You know what I mean? Because aces aces and eights really try to be sons of Anakin and NWO in some sort of weird mix going on. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, So I really... Like, I don't care about this whole thing anymore. It's like, this is, this thing was done for me six months ago. I, I, you never, I I never had to see the inner circle ever again. They could have just, you know, nodded at each other in backstage interviews and it would have been plenty for me. They never, they did not have to keep this thing going and it is annoying. Um, (laughs) Oh, I guess so. Basically, I'm going to, Basically, I'm gonna skip ahead here. There's a bunch of bullshit. They talk about right. how oh they don't they don't like each other, blah blah blah. But Sammy wait. says he'll quit again if they don't get things straight. LAX says they'll handle things with their fists. They challenge Jericho and Swagger. That's it. Wait a second, you missed a key point though of this promo, actually, dude. When Jericho mentioned the original LAX in Hernandez and Homicide, when he looked at fucking Hagar and says, "You still got a uh, Hernandez and uh, Homicide's number." And everyone's like, oh. And he said he should have picked them instead of LAX, this LAX. And he mentioned LAX by name. Yeah, um, which, great. Hopefully they'll call them LAX and never, ever, 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 ever call them proud and powerful again. Uh, <laughs> well, they're, they're proud and powerful, brah. Brah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, brah. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, there's a, I guess they're going to have a match. I don't care. Um, uh, at well. all, uh, yeah. Let's move on. We'll get to the thing that I know you are super excited about. I uh. know people who are fans of Japan are super excited about. Um, Tony Schiavone is backstage with Rapongi Vice. Um, <laughs> you're funny. Apparently, boy. they're Rapongi 4K. Um, because this is like the fifth time that they've been together. Uh, mm-hmm. And they there's been a newer Rapungi 2K as well. Wonderful. They get interrupted quickly by the Bucks and Cole. Um, they beat them up a little bit. And while they're beating them up, another guy comes on screen and you can just see his jacket. But I'm sure you knew who this oh. was right away. Oh, mate. Switchblade <laughs> shows up to help them out. I'm not going to lie, man. I've been screaming for this, bro, for ages. Anyone that listens to our shows... Or in particular, me and Jago's shows, because we tend to like talk about Jay White a lot, because we're huge fans of his. And dude, I was all giddy, bro. I'm not going to lie. You can call me a Mark. Anybody listening can call me a fucking Mark. Whatever. The point is, I was happy to see the Switchblade, Jay White, actually make his debut in AEW, because let's be real, 
He was rotting away in professional wrestling obscurity at Impact Wrestling. Yeah, definitely not the right place for him to be working. I have a question, though, Jimmy. Do you think that Jay White is actually in AEW, or do you think that someone in AEW believes Jay White is 70 years old, so they're just bringing him in to lose to John Moxley? That's, that's oh, my question. Oh, dude, if they do that, I actually disagree with that statement. I'll tell you why. There's unfinished business with Kenny Omega, bro. Yes, they talk about that later, actually. Um, right. And it makes total sense for for them to, to go at it because Kenny has never been in the Switchblade before. So Switchblade's got his number, and he took over the Bullet Club after Kenny. Right. Here's, here's mm. my problem, though, Jim. I don't know any of that backstory. Right. I know none of it. That, well, and that's and an issue. And this company has a tendency to try to be like, Hey, um, you member? And I'm like, mm. no, I don't member. Could you tell me? And they're like, no, nah. member? No, I won't. <laughs> You're right. And you know what, man? Only the hardcores will know the story here. And it's a great story, right? But you're right, dude. I mean, that's the truth. You know what I mean? Just because I know about it doesn't mean like everybody else does. And that's the issue. And I know that. And I know, like, you know, your, your normal AEW fan base probably don't have a clue what the story... They probably don't even know who Jay White is, bro. Yeah, I mean, I know who he is just because, like, I've heard him in... I've heard people talk about him when they talk about, like, uh, you know, um, other Japanese legends, like, uh, you know, like oh. Mount Fuji. And, oh, God. Uh, He's not a legend. Toyota Tacoma. And um, right. Aquafina. And, oh, God. Uh, all the other Japanese legends, you know, like, I, so I know that Christ. he's been over there in Japan. Um, Chris, that's too much bullshit in the afternoon for me, bro. Too much. <laughs> well, it's the <laughs> evening for me, so fuck you and deal with it. Um, oh. oh, no, I might have to go to Mount Fuji now. Yeah, you got to go to Mount Fuji. Um, <laughs> just stay away from the suicide forest. Um, <laughs> you understood what I mean? <laughs> Anyway, why it's, wouldn't, it's why, just a like, joke, why, people. Why wouldn't people? So if I'm if I'm New Japan or like right. one of those, why wouldn't they have like a match in that forest? Wouldn't that be like a super freaky, It'd be super you know, like place to have a match? It would yeah, absolutely dude. be. They could they could have Undertaker versus the Ultimate Warrior in that oh. in that forest. It'd be <laughs> in the parts unknown area, bro, where no one knows where the fuck it is. Fucking a. So hey, listen, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Let's yes. say that you and I run a professional wrestling company, right? And let's yes. say we let's say we just had Jay White make his debut, like <laughs> literally just had him come on screen and literally just got the pop from the crowd because they were like, holy shit, Jay White's here. And then like lots of people on the internet were like, holy shit, Jay White's here. And then like, what do you think we should do with the other debut? Do you think we should probably wait till the end of the show or something? I know. To bring him out? I, and or should I, we bring I'm glad you brought that up. Four I'm glad later. you said that, man, because I looked at D, actually, funny enough, and said, you know what? They're fucking, like, doing too many debuts. Like, this could have waited for Revolution even, bro. I would have waited for that because that's where you make your money, guys. You know what I mean? You want to sell a pay-per-view? That's what you do. 
Fair enough, you have Jay yeah. White make his little appearance tonight, right? But you didn't even have to have the whole crowd blowing their load just in one night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, listen, like, you're to going me, too fast, right way to have done this. guys. Slow yeah. down. <laughs> to me, here's the right way to have done this. I think that Keith Lee debuting and having his match tonight was good. I think oh, that's that was what brilliant. They should have done. Absolutely. And I think that if you want to monetize Jay White, what you do is you don't have him debut on the pay per view. You have him debut the week before the pay per view, or the, the night after, show. even. You could do that too, but then it's how are you monetizing him for the pay per view? Like I think that you want to monetize Jay White. What you do is you you have Kenny Omega come out before you know the night before the pay per view and be like, hey, you know, I'm coming back and I'm I'm you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ready to come back and go back after my championship and blah blah blah. Lights go out, lights come on, whatever, whatever, whatever. Jay White comes out, lays him out, and then he grabs the microphone and he says, we're booked for the pay-per-view. Get ready for Switchblade versus The Cleaner or whatever the fuck he says, right? Well, can I ask you, Chris, have you actually seen any of Jay White's sort of matches before or you've never actually seen anything about Jay White or any promos for that matter? No, I've, I've picked up a few like promos and seen a couple of like, I haven't sat and watched an entire match, but I've watched like clip videos of it and stuff. So I know a little bit about what Jay White's about. Well, I've known him for a long time, for example, right? I literally seen him from, from, you know, from him being a young lion and stale as fuck, like just some generic fucking dude to him going on excursion to the States for ring of honor for, for a whole year. And then him coming back to new Japan as a whole new Jay White, and I'm talking about the Switchblade gimmick. And dude, there was a point where he used to have X-Pac heat. Yeah? You know, that go-away heat. And I'm talking about yep. the fans, even the fucking IWC. I remember people don't fucking say, no, nah, I've always been a fan. That's bullshit. Because I remember when everyone used to shit on him, right? And say he was nothing, he was crap. He's not the next Kenny, whatever. And now, everyone's a fucking fan. Or, or like most of the IWC hardcore fans suddenly love fucking jay white and he but see to me i've always seen it man i i just feel he's a great talker he's young too dude but he's he's fucking very i, I dare say he's very underrated when it comes to the western fan base because dude i think he's he's ready for the big stage man and i'm glad he's finally getting an opportunity to show who he really is because i'm telling you dude he's a good promo and he's great in the ring too, bro. The guy gets it. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking. I mean, I haven't obviously watched like you have, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with him um, in terms of storylines and in terms of like what kind of impact he can have on the company. My hope um, is that they do something interesting with him and it's not just he's here for three weeks to pop a rating and then oh, he's gone again if they do that and i doubt that's going to happen because i'll tell you why he's been in limbo actually chris i don't know if you know this right he hasn't been able to go back to japan and it's been months right so he oh, can't yeah. get to japan so he's had to stay in the states you know jumping around between new japan um what's the what's the western version of the show called again strong style He's been on that show, right? Like, obviously, repping New Japan. But he's also been on Impact. But no one really watches Strong Style. That's the problem, man, even though it's a good show. right? But no one actually watches it. 
and you know he's been on yeah. Impact, and no, nobody watches confirm. that. Nobody watches right. it, right? And nobody watches Impact. Pretty much, what he gets seventy thousand a week, if that, fifty thousand. Like, come on, dude. I've got a fucking yeah. And we've even got a, then, I'm not sure how dude, how realistic those numbers are. Put it this way: we've got a PWC clip on YouTube that's done over twenty thousand. Right. Now think about that, right? And these guys average fifty k a week, if that. I mean, come on, man. So now, yeah. At least we get you know, give or take about a million watching per week. That can finally see what Jay White's all about. In saying that, you're still a sheep fucker, Jay. Haha, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Fuck you, nudge, sheep nudge. fuckers. Yeah, see, fuck um, you, sheep fuckers. <laughs> yeah, and and fuck your Lord of the Rings remake that oh, you're doing with, uh, oh, with Amazon. That, fuck that, that sounds right awful. off. Awful. Fuck it right off. It sounds awful. I So I actually, I, I uh, this weekend, this last weekend, I had like the weekend off because my girls <laughs> were with their mom. Right. So I I rewatched the Lord of the Rings movies. I do that like once a year. I hey, the first few ones were fucking brilliant, bro. Yeah. No, I was talking to um Jeff Lippman actually. So shout outs to Lippman. And uh, to Lippman. Was, I'm still here, Lippman. Oh, Don't sorry. worry, I exist. Sorry, I just had to say he that. He was asking me, so are you gonna are you gonna watch the Hobbit trilogy too? And I was like, not a fucking chance. No, I'm watching why? The Hobbit trilogy. Why would you? <laughs> Those Jesus. movies are absurd um but i jeff. love the original trilogy so yeah jeff, so jeff. that's to the only thing that uh the sheep fuckers have ever given the world that's good <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean oh well yeah pretty much you're right yeah. unless you're into rugby I mean, really. <laughs> no no one's well, into rugby they did um, they did give us the bushwhackers as many people are are, uh, are in North America are into rugby as are into New Japan strong style. So Ooh, that's a zinger, yeah. that one. That was a bit of a Canadian Sorry. fucking destroyer on the US of A, bro. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> you'll kick out at two. Uh, <laughs> Lee gets a great pop. <laughs> He's obviously oh, physically dominant over Cassidy in this match. There's a couple oh, of cool spots dude. I wanted to talk about. Are we going to sell uh, him like that, bro? Oh, come on, man. Tell me, didn't the fans go bonkers as soon as the, the words Keith Lee came up on the on the Titan Tron, whatever they fucking call it over there, the, the Elite Tron? And, man, I was like a little kid when I saw that, man. I'm not going to lie. The fans went banana. Absolutely banana, bro. And you could tell he was just... He was confident, bro, again, like... In WWE, before you know he got released, he really looked scared, bro. In the on the main roster. Well, I mean, I I, I think he looked confused mostly on the main. Yeah, roster. that's true. I don't think he really. I don't think they knew what they wanted to do with him, so I think it was very hard for him to know what they wanted out of him. Man, uh, he definitely got a huge pop when he came out. Oh. Like the the crowd was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah, it was like um, I, I felt like this was a way bigger. I felt like this was a way bigger pop than when they saw Jay. Um, but that was in a backstage video too, so maybe you can't really judge that. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. That I, I dare say that 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 debut was one of the loudest pops for a debut, bro. When it comes to AEW, that is not of all time. Yeah, it's got to be up there for sure. It was. It was. It was loud. Um, I mean, it might not be seeing really cool punk moves, level. Though. Sorry. No, go ahead. 
No, I was going to just say, like, it might not be like CM Punk level debut, but it was a fucking holy shit moment. You know what I mean? Like, it was definitely like, everyone was like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah, there was some hands on heads. There was definitely some, what the fuck am I seeing? That was cool, uh, man. Cool. That was a cool moment. It was. Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple of cool spots that I liked here. Uh, he does a slingshot into the ring, uh, into a splash on Cassidy, which, I mean, come on, that would kill oh. uh, this kid. Oh, um, my God, bro. He runs through an attempted clothesline, too. I thought that was kind of neat. Um Cassidy deliver, delivers a pretty big splash on the outside, and both guys sell it. Yeah. Um, Can you believe that? I was just well, I was watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just <laughs> see? These guys are—they're actually acting as if this move took something out of them. It's fucking incredible." It was incredible. You know what, man? They both fucking play their roles actually pretty good in this match, man. I mean, Keith Lee is a brick shit house, bro. And not just a brick shithouse, but a fucking agile one too, man. I mean, JR was saying he's he reminds him of a young Mark Henry. I'm sorry, but he's no. 100 million times better than Mark Henry. I'm going to say it now. Maybe not in terms of... Oh, man, they're very different, though, in many ways too. You know what I mean? People obviously compare them because of their build. Like, they both got similar builds. But Mark Henry could never do what fucking Keith Lee can do. And and then some, you know what I mean? And plus, he's got yeah, a natural charisma close. about him. Not even close. It's not even close. Yeah. And he does have a natural charisma about him where he, he he tends to be able to tell a story with just his facial features. I do. I For really, sure. really like um, Keith Lee. Um, and, yeah, the comparison with Mark Henry is just... He's, he's a big, strong black guy. That's about it. I, oh, you said it. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but fuck. <laughs> but that's it. That's that's what it is. But really, they 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 it couldn't be further from the truth, man. I mean, they're fucking. Yeah, way... that's what I'm saying. It's not a good comparison. It's yeah. like it. It's like somebody saying, "Oh yeah, DMX is just like that Nas guy because they're both <laughs> rappers." Like <sighs> no, there's there's very very different. So yeah. That's yeah, a weird call from JR. Although I love JR and I don't want to talk shit about JR. No, absolutely. And I get his comparison. I totally get it. But like you said, it, it, you know, it's just, you know, two big black guys, right? So let's compare him to Mark Henry. But he, they, but really, he's limitless, bro. And I'm not saying that as a pun. I truly mean it. You can do so much with Keith Lee, bro. And the crowd fucking chanting, oh, bask in his glory. I'm not going to lie. I, I missed that chant, bro. It's been a long time hearing that. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you <laughs> without a Keith Lee to step to. Uh, step okay. to, step to, step to. Anyway. See, we speak the same fucking language to me. We really Shout do. That's the Timberland. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah. So Lee goes over. Uh, and then he impressively handles Private Party afterwards. Uh, it's a really nice debut. It wasn't it a was, squash. No, they, it wasn't, they did no. a pretty good job with Cassidy getting a few moments there, a few spots. Um, and I'm happy to see that Keith Lee is in a place where he seems like he'll be able to show off a little bit. Oh, for and sure. And that's what Keith Lee needs. I hope they book him strong, like the way they, like you can't. If they fuck this up really quick, bro, like, he's gone. He's fucked. But I'm sure 
And look, this is another issue too, man. Now they're signing fucking... They're starting to get, you know, their little party tricks happening, Chris. You know, they're giving us debuts galore, bro. They're giving us surprises. Expect Jeff Hardy to appear at Revolution. That will be the fuck... Everyone thought he was going to be the one appearing tonight. Heck, there was even people thinking and they went to all the trouble of making their little story arc right i kid you not and uh, where they're pointing out why triple h is going to be the one showing up tonight kicking down the forbidden door yeah get fucked get fucked <laughs> get fucked you dumb cunt <laughs> seriously listen if I believe that anything would happen with Triple H, aside from he's just going to keep being at WWE and wait for the old man to die so that he can take a bigger role. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I believe that there's going to be anything happening with Triple H, um, <laughs> it would be that uh, some angel investor came to him and was like, hey, I want you to run a wrestling company for me. I don't, I don't feel like he's going to go over to AEW and bend the knee so to speak i just don't no. i don't see that for him i don't see that in his future no neither do i man I, look man half this shit coming out in the fucking dirt sheets this week has been such so fucking laughable bro watching people talk about why it, did you specify this week half the shit in the dirt sheets is always fucking bullshit. no no no. i know i know right but there are some truths to shit do you know which ones are you know look if you understand professional wrestling right like, after watching for so long and following what goes on behind the scenes since I was even young, I was always into that shit for some reason, right? I mean, you sort of know the pattern. You know what's bullshit and what's not. But, man, lately, shit has been straight up bullshit. Like, I mean, bullshit. Like, straight up. And this shit, this shit right here, I mean, come on. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's laughable. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what's, what the truth is. For whatever reason, there's people out there that truly fucking believe what they fucking read, man. And it's not all, you know, what it is, you know? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I know that, uh, I know that, you know, I might get banned from social media for saying this phrase even. Okay, here we go. Even, even if it means professional wrestling, but do your own research, guys. Oh, <laughs> That's it, you're blackballed, Chris. No, you mate, you, you're not gonna even be able to get back onto fucking Facebook the way you're going. I know. Do you think that somebody may take their music off of Spotify? <laughs> oh, nice. I'm pretty sure the West Tech, the West Texas Rednecks, said that they're gonna leave their music on Spotify. <laughs> Rap is crap. <laughs> it's such a good good moment in wrestling just just fun uh, and stupid and fun it was very it was very like fun and stupid all mixed into one but for whatever reason today's dumb and stupid just makes you cringe back then you still kind of enjoyed it for some weird reason maybe because those vets like your kurt hennigs you know mr perfect obviously i'm pretty sure it was it who else was in the west texas rednecks it was Ken, uh, kendall windham yeah, Wyndham was in it, and um, it was the Wyndhams, man. I'm pretty sure. Kendall yeah, Wyndham I can't and, remember and, who else. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm pretty. Sure it was it was literally Bray Wyatt's uncles and shit. Mm -hmm. Literally, the West Texas Rednecks, starring a former world champion from Minnesota. Awesome, <laughs> just love it. Nobody beats perfect, Chris. 
Nobody. Honestly, dude, Mr. Perfect's so underrated. Like, even even like amongst internet wrestling fans, he's still oh, underrated. He's dude, so good. F- by his peers, he is renowned. Yeah. Like, really, bro, his peers look at him like like he's a world champion. He should have been world champion. So many people say, and you can talk to everybody, bro. Bret Hart says says that about fucking Perfect. Yep. He says that Perfect was better than himself, and he truly means that. He doesn't give those sort of fucking things away unless he fucking likes you, and I mean yeah. likes you. Because I'm telling you, he doesn't like many people in, in the professional wrestling game, but Kurt... Everybody loved him, bro. You'll never hear yeah. real. Ba- he was a prankster. He was a. He was a. Huh. He, he takes shit way too far. Let's be real. If you heard some of the stories, yeah. but man, it's true. Kurt Hennig, Mister Perfect, one of the best of all time. But more importantly, even his peers think of him as one of the best of all time. Not only as a professional wrestler, but as a human being, man. Absolutely. So shout outs to Mister Perfect. Um, Curtis Axel, I really sincerely hope that you land somewhere where you can get, be given some room to grow into yourself right. because I feel like I really feel like the WWE dropped the ball with that kid. I've I've always felt like that. And I know he's not a kid anymore. Don't yeah, act, he's in his thirties, Chris. <laughs> I'm just saying I feel like the WWE always dropped the ball with him. They never they never gave him a chance to become himself. It was like, yeah, Are you your father? True. No, you're not your father's he's kid. Not. Unfortunately for Curtis Axel. He had big shoes to fill, man, and he wasn't his dad. That didn't make him a bad professional wrestler, though. At one point, when he won the Intercontinental title and Heyman was behind him, he seemed to be getting pushed to the moon. They strapped the rocket ship, and then it just nosedived, and just boom. Just like that, it was over, bro, for him. Absolutely, and honestly, one of, like, when I first came back to wrestling um, was when he, like, I think, like, two weeks after I started watching wrestling again, after literally not watching for about 20 years was the night that he actually lost the IC title to Big E. It was like on live TV. It was on raw or something. Right. And I remember being like, Oh, this is cool. There's like a title match on. I wonder if anything interesting will happen. And then there was a title switch and I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Cause I love the E. Right. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely, man. And you know what? Curtis Axel was a lot better than people actually give him credit for, man. He just had, he just had, unfortunately, that stigma of being perfect son, and he ain't perfect. Yeah, nobody is. Nobody is. Nobody but that's how Vince um, would seem. He's not perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, because Vince you is get a crazy it? old man. Right, and that's how you look at it. I'm telling you, dude, that's how you look at it. But And what I mean by saying that, just so people don't get it confused, I mean, like, he's just not like his dad, and he's always going to be labeled like that. And that's fine, but that's not fair on him because he's not like his dad. He's himself. That's right. That's what I mean by I really sincerely hope that he finds somewhere where he can grow into himself because I think he's talented. Um, But he's not his dad. Uh, Okay, well, speaking of uh, people who are not their dads, that is an awful, awful transition. But FTR (laughs) come out for the tag match. Um and they're waiting for punk to see sorry i had to (laughs) no it's all good uh they're waiting for punk to see who his tag team partner is going to be so punk comes out and then moxley comes out as his tag partner the crowd 
gives a pretty good response to this. Actually, it was. They're all singing, wow, thing. You make, you my, make heart. my heart sing. Damn, damn, yeah, good damn. <laughs> you make me everything. Groovy. It's still an awful fucking entrance song. <laughs> I don't care. I know. I agree. I just love it when it goes, do, no, 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 do, do. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that suits yeah. you. And it's fine if they want to come out for something. Like, if they want, if they want to use that as somebody's entrance music, fine. You find somebody who's like more entertaining. John Moxley should have down with the sickness. It's yeah. his fucking entrance music. <laughs> I'm down with the sickness. Well, we're going to have like, disturbed. He's, he's a pretty disturbed. Maniac, right. Yeah, you're right. That's true. It makes sense. Although I'm still convinced that Waldo's theme is disturbed. Could very well be. Yeah. Come on, man. Like it's somebody a... trying really hard to sound like Dude, it's, it's a carbon copy, man. Like, especially like, this means war. When that part finishes... It sounds exactly like Disturbed, even the way, just everything about it. Like, I need to look that up. If it's not Disturbed, for fuck's sake, you motherfuckers, get your own thing going, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, okay, uh, it's like there's a band called Stripwired, which is oh, like, a, really? they sound just like ACDC. It's oh, stupid. God, fuck that. Although they do have a cool song that I like called Burn Bitch Burn. But, uh, oh. <laughs> What the fuck? Burn, bitch, burn. I don't even know how it would it's go. Good. You should listen to it. If you like ACDC, it's good. It's like... All right. All yeah, right. It's, it's good. But if they're um, carbon copies and just wannabes, uh, it makes me sort of like... Mm. Yeah, I mean, the band is called Strip Wired, which is like an electrical reference, which ACDC right, right. is also an electrical exactly. reference. Exactly. ACDC, so. right? The, literally, ACDC. <laughs> That's right. The Bret Hart of Australia. Yes. Um, Heck, bro! Come on, they're one of the best bands of all time. Dude, ACDC is fucking awesome. I don't care. Everybody who doesn't like ACDC can suck a dick. I well, would you no believe? Would, would you believe? Like, I'm a fan of theirs, but I'm not really a fan of theirs. If you get my drift, don't shoot me, Wait, dude. You and I are both hip hop heads. Like, right, that's true. We're both, but neither one of us are purists either. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can both listen to punk or metal oh or fuck rock bro and be like, yeah, no, like absolutely. yeah man I'm a, I'm a dude i love music you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm a hip-hop guy that's what i listen to every day right like it's just i am a hip-hop guy right but i love all music you know what i mean it doesn't matter what language what the fuck it is i don't care if it's heavy metal if it's folk music if it sounds good man i love it i'm just i just love music bro no, I'm I'm with you on that. But uh, anyway, let's get back to yeah. let's get back to the match here. As FTR are taking on Moxley and Punk, the faces uh, they they take the upper hand in the match as it starts off. Um, we go to break and like uh, if you're if you're shooting a wrestling show, do you know when the worst possible time for a table spot is, Jimmy? tell me chris it's it's in the fucking commercial break that's the wrong time to have a table spot so of course well, they put the table spot in the break well Why? unlike you chris i actually got to see it in full with commentating and everything on my feed so haha all right well it still doesn't <laughs> it, it, i i still gotta ask though like 
why would you have that happen in a break? Because it's dumb cunts booking the company, bro. Dumb cunts of the year. Um, <laughs> dumb cunts of the year. That goes to you, Tony. Khan. TK. <laughs> TK. Um, all right. So after the break, uh, FTR dominate the match, doing the whole tag team thing, cutting off the ring, uh, et cetera, you know, quick tags. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, Punk and Mox land a nice looking doomsday device for a near fall. Yeah, it was almost um, fucking. Um, uh, for a minute, I thought fucking Dax was going to land like bad. But luckily, he took it like a champ. Yeah, these guys are pros, man. Um, sure. There's some interference uh, as Tully gets involved. He hits Punk a couple of times with his jacket, which Tully should know <laughs> that jackets are not weapons. Yeah. Hmm. Tully, wake up, mate. Wake up. You're gonna you're gonna hit somebody with something. You've surprised them. You could have brought like a pipe into the ring if you wanted to. You hit him with your jacket? Yeah, because that's what hurts. Yeah, that hurts a lot. Anyway, um, all the interference, all of the cheating, all of the et cetera, nothing was enough. FTR take the pin. Uh, Yep. And look. I hate this booking. Right. And look, this... Let's be real. The match was wasn't actually bad, right? But the way the no, match it was, was match. Actually, it was a good match. But the way the match was freaking booked, ugh, there's a lot of fucking problems I have with this match, bro. Actually, but in saying that, it was a good match, right? It really was. So I don't want people to think like it sucked and we're just talking shit. I just want to point out just a couple of things. First of all, there was way too many, like way too many. Near falls. Way too many. Yeah. They, they overkilled it with that shit, man, in that match. And the match should have ended it at least 10 minutes early. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of that. I, I feel like AEW believes that if they have a bunch of near falls in a match, that who wins and loses doesn't matter as much. But they're oh. dead fucking wrong. Oh, God. The weaker, the strong. They've got it going on, Chris, but except they're dead wrong. That's what sums up the match. And for you hip-hop heads yes. out there, you would understand what I mean. Good tune, good tune. Um, so FTR can't win in singles competitions. Uh, they can't win in tag matches. They can't beat the lucha brothers they can't beat the young bucks why are they here uh, why are ftr in aw because fuck the revival bro yeah fuck the revival that's what they uh, listen, that's what like, they are fuck the revival listen, so if they say fuck I, the revival that, then fuck them fuck those guys yeah I, I know that people will say oh but it makes sense sense for the story because punk has to you know get back into the place where he's chasing MJF, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, that's true. But if you needed him to get a win against somebody in the pinnacle, why not have Wardlow and Spears take the pin here? Like, specifically Spears take the pin. Yeah, well, that's right. In this tag match, right? Because, like, what are FTR if they can't even win tag matches? 
They're fuck the revival. I guess that's what their gimmick is, Chris. If you know what I mean, fuck them. <laughs> I guess uh, it just it frustrates me because I love these guys. Me too. You know what I mean, but yeah. You know what I mean? How can you take them seriously if they call themselves fuck the revival? I mean, there's a lot of really silly names in this fucking company too. Like, I'm, <laughs> and I'm saying that loosely, right? I totally get what they mean as fuck the revival because that was WWE, right? So fuck the revival, right? But you know, maybe AEW actually look at him. Yeah, like maybe Tony Khan goes, well, if they say fuck the revival, then fuck them. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I don't know. Like seriously, man. Yeah, look. I don't know. I don't know, man. These guys should be pretty much the faces of AEW when it comes to their tag team division. Yeah, they're kind of this like mid card, um, you know, act in AEW's tag team division, and they're yeah, pushing, and they're wannabes, bro. They're when pushing they're... the fucking Jungle Boy. They're they're pushing like the ass boys i why don't you worry bro soon they'll be fucking uh taking a pin for Danhausen, bro ftr housing oh i'm not I, oh that would be I a great know. little click ftr housing mm. i'm telling you bro that's Honest, money right honestly there. if 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 at any point they get pinned by by Danhausen in a match just tune in for the fucking rant because it'll be a it'll <laughs> be a big it'll be It'll be it'll be one of my more epic ones. But get this, Chris. Um, can you imagine their slogan? You know what was it? Fucking uh, something cashing checks and uh, what was the other part again? I know I know they're saying like they're beating up dudes, but what was it? Snapping necks That's and cashing it. checks. I can't remember. Snapping. <laughs> I don't think it was that actually, but uh, yeah, whatever. You, you you know what we're talking about. The point is, it'll become like a little bit good, but really jobbed. Yeah, right, exactly. We're we're good, but we can't win. That'll be yeah. the tag. That, that yeah. should be their t-shirts. Hashtag fuck the revival. Yeah. All right, so next up here, we've got a, a person making their debut. And um, mm, yeah, they made a big match deal. pissed me off, bro. They made a really big deal about this girl making her debut. Um, apparently, her, her name is PMS. Um, <laughs> and she's making her debut against Jade for the hose title. Hold on, hold and, on. Um, hold on. Are I'm you just sure? hoping not to see any color from PMS in this match. Well, me too. That makes two of us. But are you sure this this woman wasn't really Billy uh, Billy Kidman? I what? You don't remember Billy Kidman, Chris? Of course I remember. Oh, because she did the yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that one later. Um. <laughs> Okay, so basically, I'm going to use this match as, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about Jade Cargill, but also I'm going to make fun of this lady because she has, like, she has an acronym for a name, and that's something that should really only be used when your audience is, you know, aware of who you're talking about. Yeah. Triple H only makes sense as Triple H because he spent uh, five or six years as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Exactly. He's, it's Triple H. <laughs> He's, right. he's bringing to somebody right? exactly bringing somebody in and just being like, "Here's their acronym." Is dumb. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it works for Triple H though. Isn't that weird? 
I guess it was well, for it fucking for Triple H. The DX it worked even. for Triple H because, well, no, but it worked for him because he spent years being Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Right. He knew who he was. So right. when they say and he still oh, was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, technically, so. Right. So when he, so when they said he's Triple H, we were like, oh yeah, I get it, because it's Triple H instead of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Right, right, right. But when, but when this lady is debuting, you know, with a name like you know AOC, um, I don't AOC, care. Like, what American Olympic Committee? Well, I was. Was it Australian like, Olympic Committee? I was thinking uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was going to be. Oh shit! True, I didn't think of that. AOC, damn. But see, naturally, I think of the Olympic fucking AOC. But you're right. I should have fucking thought of the female AOC, famous for her fucking, uh, she can bounce like her chicks did back in the day, if that makes sense. I just, I, I would love that. I would have, I was really excited. I was thinking that maybe we were going to get a cage match and we would get a shot oh. of her standing against the cage crying. Oh. And then we all we get after that is is the acclaim coming out, busting the friggin' rap about it, and then they're blackballed for life. That would be great. Also, fuck <laughs> AOC. Um, yeah. Fuck her to the moon. Um, and I'm sure okay. you um, dirty little buggers would, wouldn't you? That's right. So it wasn't so sorry. It wasn't PMS. It wasn't AOC. Triple uh, A uh, kind of looked like she was getting into AAA? a car crash here, okay. which is another pun. Because uh, AAA, ah, AAA is AAA wrestling lucha. American. Right. No, it's. <laughs> No, it's American Automotive Alliance. Oh. Like if your car breaks down, they come and like pick you up or whatever. And here I was yeah. thinking you meant AAA, the promotion, because, you know, they do crash fucking wrestling anyway. And there is a promotion in Mexico called Crash also, funny enough. Yes. Uh, mostly run by Conan. Uh, yes. Shout outs to Conan. K-Dog. K yes. Bowdy, bowdy and rowdy, rowdy. <laughs> uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. Hey, yo, let me speak on this. Hey, yo, oh. orale. <laughs> Arriba la raza. <laughs> Jeez, now we really sound like a couple of marks. Shout-outs to K-Dog and fucking keeping it 100. Great show. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so Cargill looked decent tonight. She's moving a little better. Um, yeah. Still not smooth, but better. Um, you did, by the way. By the way, like two weeks ago, you asked to see a gorilla press from Gargill. Yeah, how's that? What you wanted tonight? What the fuck, bro? That's fucking. But it's true though, man. When you look at a specimen like that, she needs to be doing moves like that to really make her look even more impressive. You know what I mean to the fan base. But this is a big dude. AEW is going to screw up her fucking booking though, man. Even though she hasn't lost, they're not hiding her weaknesses. Instead, they're emphasizing her friggin' weaknesses every week. Yes. Why would you have her against a debut? Like and not just a, a debut, right? But actually fucking make her work a damn match against a nobody? That Booker T yeah. fucking trained? Are you kidding me? It sends a lot of the wrong messages. Bad. So, any. So anyway, so, sorry. Um, she's not AOC. She's not PMS. She's not AAA. Oh. CIA uh, oh. gets a little offense here as <laughs> CIA uh, lands a shooting star president and a near fall. Oh no, not JF. Uh, no, no, don't worry. Forget what I said. <laughs> mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you went there. Uh, Cardio oh. goes over with her finish, and I guess it just wasn't an ass-out kind of night for TNA in her debut. <laughs> <clears throat> I love it, man. You killed it there, bro. 
I was right, waiting I'm for an NSA even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, let's not talk uh, politics, even though probably most of our listeners probably, hopefully, you know, we got smart enough listeners to understand what, what we were winking about. But anyway, dude, she's meant to be running over nobodies. Yeah, like really, she should just be running through people. I don't care the who FBI is. Like, what are you doing? Bro, I don't care about about FBI, NSA, whatever her fucking name is, PMS, SMPs. I don't know what the fuck it is. But all I know is Booker T trained her, so now she's going to make one of their biggest stars in, on the female side of things, right, in AEW, look like a fucking big-for-nothing bitch. Yeah, it seems like they really want to have a good relationship with Booker T. And <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I know there will be some people who will hate me for this fucking take, but I feel very strongly like they are leaning into the... I, I feel like they're they're reacting to a lot of the, like, calls of racism. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. By having people like this debut and then, you know, they have to get their stuff in. This girl on a debut God. against Jade Cargill should not be getting anything in. And Jade Cargill should be saying, that don't work for me, brother. Yeah, but I think that she would sound less like that. I think oh, sorry. the person who probably my, my I think the person who probably sounds like that on the women's roster <laughs> is well, I'm not gonna go there. Oh. <clears throat> uh you talking about Shim? I'm uh, the Bucks are backstage with an interview. Uh, They bring up, they bring up the history between Jay White and Kenny Omega history that I don't know about history that might be important to know if we're moving forward with this as a story history Mm. that is apparently being left in history. And I'm not going to ever be told about it. Naughty, 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 Chris, you should be knowing this, bro. That's what they expect. How can you call yourself an AEW fan? You don't even know, Chris. Like, come on, man. Yes, I right? know. I'm come terrible. on, dude. Seriously, get with the program. Nah, but look, yeah. in all seriousness, you're right, man. I don't understand how they actually do that shit, bro. Like, like I said, just because I know, uh, you know, that doesn't mean I'm not thinking of all y'all out there because I know most of y'all probably don't even know. So you're right, man. They need to be fucking... And I'm sure probably being the elite, there was a lot on there. But again, that's being the elite. I am not watching being the elite. Well, I don't care. You have to. No. Listen, <laughs> yes. if you gave me a choice of watching one episode mm-hmm. of being the elite or literally watching like the entire last two years of New Japan, I would suck it up and watch New Japan. Like I, hey, man. I don't want to do that either. It's not that I don't like New Japan wrestling. It's fine. I just... I don't have the time to watch all that, but I hate, 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 hate shit like being the elite. Well, look, as far as Japan goes, right, dude, during that time when Kenny and the Bucks were still there, it was rocking, bro. That was a must-see. See, to me, it was the number one promotion at the time, in my eyes, right, by a mile. Like, they had, like, their roster was friggin', was pretty fucking good, man. Like, I mean, from top to bottom. But, uh, and, you know, and it sucks now that they sort of are trying to, like, 
you know, get more guys over, but they really can't. And, you know, this whole COVID thing is absolutely screwed up in New Japan. But anyway, they'll get back. They'll be back. Don't worry about that. But, uh, man, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, up next here, we've got Serena Deeb. She comes to the ring saying that uh, she doesn't believe anybody in the company can go five minutes with her. Um, Who, Brett the she, Hitman um, Deeb? Brett, I mean, Hit Woman, uh, sorry. Hit Woman. Yeah. Yes. That doesn't sound good, Hit Woman. Hit, well... Unless you're Chris Brown. Um, Ooh, <clears throat> zing. <laughs> Shout right. out to CB. Um, yeah, I'm not shouting out Chris Brown. Breezy. Okay. <laughs> my man, Breezy. <laughs> Chris yeah. fucking Breezy. Not my man. But you know what? It didn't fucking Rihanna fucking have a kid to some fucking goose, bro? Who was it? Just now. ASAP Rocky. Oh, that's right. Travis fucking Scott. I mean, yeah, ASAP Rocky. You're right. I don't, I really don't know who this guy is. Um, well, he's a rapper. Not anymore, really. He's become an entrepreneur. Is he, is he like a rapper though? Or is he? No, he was. Well, mumbling. Because like. Yeah, he's new oh, school, okay. bro. He's part of the ASAP right. squad. You know, like, like ASAP Ferg. No, I don't know. You don't know ASAP Ferg? Bro, I do not follow new rap music Damn. at all. I cannot stand this shit. You know, the song. I had somebody. Trust me, you know the song. I had somebody try to fucking tell me about like new, like new stuff again, like two Damn. days ago, and they were like, "Oh, bro, like this is a good song. You'll like this song because because they know me a little bit. And, right, like I'm right. into lyricism, right? right. And they're oh. like, oh, yeah, oh, no, lyrics you'll like suck this right now. Oh, for fuck's sakes, dude! I couldn't even finish the song. I got like literally a minute and a half into this song, and I texted my friend. I was like, "Fuck you for making me listen to that." Well, do you know the song, um, I'm on a new level, I'm on a new level, I'm on a new level? Yeah, it's That's from, ASAP Ferg. <laughs> is it from, I think that might be on the UFC game, right? I think you're right. It's, I'm pretty sure it is. And it was on NBA, one of the NBA 2Ks a couple of years back now, probably. I'm on a new level, okay. I'm on a new level. <laughs> That's ASAP Ferg. Uh-huh. I miss the days, like, because I'm a, I'm an old hip hop head, right? But right, so I miss the I, days but I, when. But I mean, like, but I mean, tuned with today's shit too. Like, like I listen to today's shit as well. But I, I'm more of an old school hip hop guy as well. But I suck it up and actually fucking get myself into today's shit because you just got it, bro. That's what you got to work with. You might as well like it, but it doesn't compare to the old shit, bro. No, I don't gotta. Uh, you do because you're a DJ. That's but right. I, <laughs> I have um, to know the trends, bro. I miss the old days when if you couldn't rap, you just didn't, didn't rap. That's <laughs> facts, bro. Now every motherfucker and their dog, literally, and their dog, the fucking rappers, bro. Doesn't matter if you're like fucking awesome. bush, bush in the peel, the peel to the peel. That's what they're fucking doing. <laughs> It's a bushka, but a bushka, but a peel, but a peel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Listen and listen. Hey, um, there there is a really good song by uh, Race to Five Nine called "Gun Harmonizing" that <laughs> it has a lot of that in it, but it's actually a really good tune. Hey, like, but Royce is a legend, bro. He can do whatever the fuck he wants now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fucking a. I love that. Uh, okay, so anyway, Serena Deeb, she's. She's got this whole five minutes thing, and she says, the "Professor, um, it, get it right." Shout outs to the professor Chavello, but I'm sorry, cuz we got a new professor in town, bro. 
I'd be claiming yes. gimmick infringement if I was the Chabela Vera Cruz. And it's time for, and I quote, the professor's five-minute rookie challenge. Yeah, uh, where have we seen this mouthful. before? Yeah, I mean, all things that are old are new again. But mm-hmm. Serena Deeb doesn't need to be talking this much. Like, all due respect to Serena Deeb, like, she is... She's good on the mic. She's not bad on the microphone or anything. But like I, I tune into Serena Deep matches because I want to see Serena Deep work. Right, and that's what she's known for, man. And look, if you love workers, she's one of the best. Period. But she's also underrated, in a way, on the mic because if you know, if you remember the Strategy Society angle back in the day with Punk and Gallows. Uh man, she was one of the stars of that group, man. When she shaved her hair for straight edge, bro. I mean, shit, man, she killed it. Yeah, and I think that she's like I'm happy that they're giving her something. Like I'm happy that they're giving her some kind of an angle to work with. Right. But I just I don't know. It, and it seemed like they were almost turning her face two weeks ago, and then tonight she came out very heelish again. So well, I don't want to get heat for saying this, Chris, because you know. It sucks because uh, I don't want to say it and offend anyone. I don't mean it in any sort of way. But that's what you call bipolar booking, Chris. Yes, it is bipolar booking. And by that, what we mean is that it is sometimes very up and sometimes very down. It right. is sometimes We're very not talking good about Dan and Housen. sometimes very bad. Hmm. We are not, we are not, 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 not discouraging anyone with any mental illness. No, um, we're just talking about in terms of booking and consistency, up, down shit, like Chris said. That's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're struggling with mental illness, uh, please don't hesitate to get some help. And if someone around you is struggling with mental illness, uh, please don't judge them uh, based on their worst moments. Um, You know, people struggle. Everybody struggles with something. And uh, those who are struggling with with bipolar, um, you know, they deserve our our respect and our care. And um, yeah, so hopefully that's hopefully that's cleared um, in terms of what we mean when we say bipolar booking. We're just talking about it being up and down. And um, that's it. Not really stable. Um, right. Exactly. Great, great choice of word there, Chris. That's a good way of putting it. And that's all we mean. I don't understand how, you know, people take it the wrong way. It has nothing to do with the mental illness. It's just. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just what we see on television, the way things. I mean, there's no other way to describe it, really. You know what I mean? It really is bipolar. Right. And again, I mean, it's something that I started saying on this show. Like, That's true. I don't know. Uh, almost right from the beginning of our show, I've been saying that. And I got the I heat, know, Chris. Me. I got the heat. Can you believe that <laughs> shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, talk you're to a Chris Ames. So, of course, all the heat got on you. you know? Oh, God. Talk to <laughs> Chris AMBS for bullshit in the morning and AMS without the L. Yeah. Go ahead and, you know, if anybody has an issue with it, please go ahead and, and email me or text me or whatever. I'd be more than happy to have a conversation about why, you know, I, a person who's been a social worker for over a decade uh, That's and true. also was married for 10 years to someone with severe bipolar, um, you know, definitely was never trying to make it a an offensive thing when I say bipolar booking. 
That makes two anyway. of us. So I'm sorry for anyone that got offended. It wasn't meant to be yes. that way. So, yeah. I'm also sorry. Um, and that is the last time you're going to hear me say sorry about anything. Fuck <laughs> off. Um, all right. Absolutely. Time for the main event. Uh, it's a Texas death match. So the only way to win is by KO or submission. Mm-hmm. <sighs> KO okay. or submission. Yeah. Can someone the uh, in the back. Can, wait, wait, before you continue, can you say that one more time for me, Chris? The only way to win is by KO or submission. Oh, and when you say KO, you don't mean uh, like Kevin Owens? No, although I, like, God, I wish Kevin Owens could come to <laughs> AEW. I, oh, well, he's never coming to AEW, Chris. I know he? he's not. He just resigned for a bunch of big money, and I'm happy. He's gone wee-wee, and I'm out of here. Well, not exactly. I'm staying here. Sorry. <laughs> mm, yep. He's getting paid for his misery. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. Absolutely. If, if he's happy, I'm happy. Happy for him. Anyway, in the match case, starts in the back. Bipolar once again, bro. Or should it be fucking Alzheimer's? I'm not sure. This was so bad on so many levels there's a belt shot right away archer no sells it uh goes through oh. some sugar glass um page lands the buckshot right away and archer gets up because he's tough tough um there's violence for the sake of violence um there's violence a moonsault the press on the outside yep the top rope got removed quote unquote so there won't be a buckshot <laughs> sure 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 um thank you Sorry, shout out to Jake the Snake Roberts gets involved and Archer stops him. Right. Because. Why? Like, if you were my manager and I was in the middle of a a world title match and it was no disqualification and we could do whatever we wanted and you hauled off and DDT'd my opponent on the floor, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, we get like, Lance Archer. I'd be like, Jimmy, you're a sick cunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And I'll be like, I know I am. That's right. It's okay, true. Then we high five, and then I would throw the person back in the ring and win because by a KO, and then I'd be the world champion. That's right. But uh, yeah. But in this case, Archer and as Wardlow seems like everybody doesn't need help anymore, Chris. Even though they're all part of factions. Yes. But everyone's a big boy now. You know what I mean? And they can take care of themselves. I guess they don't need their boys anymore. Like, I don't think think that Tony Khan understands that heels are, like, supposed to cheat. Like... Right. It's it's their job. Because it seems like, you know, you know what it kind of, like, seems like to me? It seems like he has been, like, in his daddy's shadow his whole life. Mm -hmm. So, like, so like the way he books the wrestlers is like I don't need your help anymore, Dad. You know, <laughs> I could do it all not... on my own. Yeah, but this is, this is <laughs> not the right way to book a heel. Like... Uh, that's Tony Khan heat, bro. Not heel. Uh, that's the term. That's a new term in professional wrestling, bro. Tony Khan heat. Tony Khan heat is definitely go away <laughs> heat for me. Um... <laughs> oh boy. Oh man, again. How does this match? How do you win this match? What was the stipulations again, Chris? Just remind me one more time. I've got a bad memory. Just by KO or submission. Oh, okay. 
So KO and sub- or submission. Yeah. Not submissive um, sex or anything like that. Just no, yeah, because <laughs> there's no doms. You know? Oh, um, oh, shout outs to no effects. My stepdad's a cop and my stepmom's a dom. Great fucking oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, there's fork shots. Archer licks it off. That's gross. Oh, that was that was a. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, dude. That was tough to watch, man. The way he was. What was that thing? A nice picker? We were watching. Yeah, it, was um, a fork. it was a fork. Oh, I, I didn't notice that it was a fork because it was covered in blood. But you know what, dude? That looked like he was really stabbing him with it, man, because that seemed like to get more color on Hangman. It, uh, it was definitely an Abdullah the Butcher shot. Oh, yeah, I definitely. Shout out to Abby. So, so here's where I have to fucking call this out here, Jimmy. Oh, please. Uh, there, please do. There's, there's no heat for this fucking match. Oh, like speaking none. of no heat, this was Hangman, was dude, thank you. I was in. I was feeling embarrassed for even Hangman, dude. I really was, bro. You know why? Now these fans tonight were rocking pretty much all night. True. Yes. So then we get to the main event between Hangman and uh, you know Texas boy himself, Lance Archer, the Murderhawk. And uh, the minute Hangman comes out, there was crickets. Nothing at all. No heat Nada. at all. Nobody cared. Like, so it wasn't allowed to build any heat. Like the actual story wasn't allowed to build. So they had to be extra violent in order to oh. get any kind of noise from the crowd. Because someone and, fucking killed one of their mothers, bro. Some shit happened because, you know. No, like if that would have happened, at least the fucking <laughs> violence would have made right. sense. This was just violence exactly. for the sake of fucking violence. And I mean... It's fine to have a violence for the sake of violence type match if you have like a hardcore title or something like that. You know, <laughs> or, yeah. that's fine. But your world championship should not be treated like this. It should be, bro. It should be. Because at this point, they've totally that bout has lost all credibility, bro. Like, it come gets on. Worse. It gets worse because what was the stipulations again, Chris? I, I, I totally went blank again. You can only win by KO or submission. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, my bad. Uh, that's right. KO submission. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure I try to remember. Yes. So, um, there's a... I did like the, the, the finishing... I did like... like It was a cool-looking spot. Oh, it was where great. Where he does the buck shot by doing the flip over the ref. Absolutely. You know, on, you know through the tables... It's a fun spot. Imagine fun. how cooler it would have been if if that spot had finished off a match that people gave a shit about. Gave a shit about. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest here. Credit should go to Lance Archer, dude, because at least he was trying to get heat, you know what I mean? Which he managed to do, right, at times during the match. You know what I mean? Like he made sure to try to work the crowd, you know what I mean? And get some heat. And take away some of that shit that's going on to cowboy shit, right? Which is pretty much fucking shit right now, right? But, you know, Hangman, on the other hand, he doesn't know how to, like... I can't explain it, man. Like, they're try- he's trying to play... They're trying to book him as this, you know, this sympathetic babyface, right? You're supposed to feel bad for this guy. I mean, look what he went through tonight, right? 
But the thing is, it's not working, man. It comes across... Just the finish alone, bro, right? Not only does it bury their own company, but it fucking alienates the fan base too, bro, in many ways. It makes everybody look really dumb. Like it... You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I don't know. It was violence for the sake of violence. It was, yep. we haven't booked this properly, so let's be extra violent so we get a reaction. It was like a lot of really bad booking, like really bad. Like, who are these fucking people booking this? <laughs> who are have these they people? done this before? Fuck. No, but honestly, though, like, no, you're right. It's true, man. I mean, and, and, that's and this why... is why I laughed so much about the whole fucking Booker of the Year thing, because I'm like, this guy still doesn't even know how to do the fucking basics. <laughs> Fuck, it's crazy, because I feel like as good as much as I love this show tonight, right? I really did. I enjoyed the hell out of the show. But let's call it a spade a spade. It wasn't a perfect show either. And yes, I know, I get it. We we're nitpicking. Just enjoy the fucking show, Jimmy. I get it. Right? And I did. But it's our job to point out shit too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just pointing out what what's dumb. Even if the average fan doesn't, you know, doesn't notice that shit. Unfortunately, we do. That's right. That is that is what we do. That's the point of the podcast. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't fucking listen to the podcast. That's it. Uh, it's, a, it's it's true, man. And we're just pointing out the the fucking caca on a you know on a pretty fucking good show. You know what I mean? In my eyes, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I'm sorry, sometimes their bullshit is too obvious, and they should be able really they should be able to hide the bullshit for whatever reason. They just don't know how to, bro. You're right. It is way too obvious, like a fucking train horn. Way in too the obvious, dude. Just way too, way obvious. too obvious. Way too um, obvious. Adam Cole comes out after the match and he grabs the AEW championship and no one in the crowd reacts and he hands it back I to Hangman. Right. right. And That's nobody fucked. in the crowd reacts. Who it's believes Cole has an actual chance to win this fucking championship after his record, as he said last week, of beating um, Arya Ams? and uh, uh stephanie mcmahon's aborted fetus uh, and um oh, randy no. savage's beard now like oh this yeah he's beaten no one he's done nothing oh man you know how we say bipolar yes i'm i'm, I'm abusing the word now but um again this is bipolar booking and i'll tell you why last week he came out and said everyone was a fucking joke that he's faced Right, he's still undefeated because remember it was a lights out match. It was non sanctioned, even though we had fucking AEW referees, you know, officiating the match on AEW television. I hate that fucking spot, really. It's piss weak booking, yep. you know, to use that shit. But whatever, they used it, right? So technically Coley's right when he says he's undefeated, but really you're defeated, but you know, anyway, forget that which AEW expects you to do, actually. Forget that. Because tonight, they decide to go for Adam Cole versus Hangman Page. Like, this is the problem that AEW do all the time. It's the same mistake. They make matchups that shouldn't be the matchups just yet. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Because no. this match here could destroy the both of them, bro. Absolutely, man. It's uh, 
It's going to destroy one of who them. Who cares? 100%. Ooh. You know, 100%. Like, who cares? Who cares? That's it. Who gives a fuck? Because FTR don't give a fuck. Fuck the revival. <laughs> That's right. So, Tony Khan, just so that we're all clear, is a gala. Not queer, clear. Yeah, just so we're clear, he's a he's a gala. <laughs> Saying that right? What was it? Pufta. That, that's an Aussie know. slang, right? That is Aussie a slang. Gala? I'm not going to say what that means. Or, you know, shout out to the to the Aussie peeps out there that know pufta, and I think the the English know too. Yeah, pufta is definitely an English thing. Yeah, it's an English term for uh, a fuge. Shall I say? Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a really great song called uh, Five Five Puffs and Two Pianos. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> five Puffs and Two Pianos. I would hate to know what it's that was. It's so doing. funny. It's so <laughs> great, man. It's a fantastic fucking song. Uh, and it's like a super liberal song too. So like <laughs> like it's Extreme. very like supportive of it's very supportive of of uh of poofs but uh, they do use the term so it's pretty fucking hilarious uh, i'm glad you understood what poof means then but uh yeah <laughs> so good very supportive of the poofters out there yeah way to go guys you way to go, show your, your pride <laughs> show us all how proud you are but, but just to get the record straight when we're talking about look up you know ottoman poofs right they're actually footstalls for your feet that's exactly what we're talking ottoman not anything that could possibly get us cancelled or have no, move their music from not Spotify at all on our behalf. <laughs> we're talking about ottoman poofs because it's a thing it's real right <laughs> footstools Footstools. That's what we're talking about, people. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. Decent show tonight. Um, good spots. There was some... This really was, you know, sort of the epitome of bipolar booking in that there's some really good spots and you're like, oh, they're going to do something cool. No, they didn't. And you're like, and you're like, oh, this could be kind of interesting. And then, no, it's not. And, oh, there's a really cool debut. I wonder what they're going to follow it up with. A really <laughs> cool debut. <laughs> How fucking dumb. What? Talk about stupid placements, right? I mean, and that's the thing, man. The match was good, right? Yeah. I thought Archer really tried his freaking heart out, dude, in this match. Dude, I thought that these guys did everything you could have expected of them. Oh, no, absolutely. Both hey, men, man, both men. I, I don't think you could have expected no. them to do anything more or better in, in the time that they've been given. They just weren't given enough time to build anything. In terms of in-ring work, both men fucking put their souls on the line. But when I say uh, Archer putting in the work, I mean like trying to like play up to the fans, you know what I mean? Try to, trying to be the heel except for the part where he told Jake the Snake to stop it, you know what I mean? Which is not heelish, Lance. You should know this, right? Because really, he plays the big bad badass pretty well, man. I, I actually think he's got so much more potential if only like someone sees it. He could absolutely be your top guy in a in a company like AEW. Not for long. He'd be a transitional champion, really. But I think he's so much better than people realize, man. And really, he's earned the right to even be, you know, treated with some respect in terms of booking. Because I'm afraid he just disappears, man, for like God knows how long. And then suddenly he's a number one contender. I don't even know how and why. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully now. 
you know, he's on TV more. Hopefully this is not totally over, but everything suggests it is because Adam Cole now is like, I guess, the number one contender. So, yeah, this well, is... And there's, there's a nitpick. There's a nitpick. Oh, yeah, and please tell him the finish, what really happened, because we didn't actually say the finish. Well, so they went through the table, and then the ref counted uh, mm-hmm. to 10, and that was it. Right. I thought, uh, but you know what they're going to say? Yeah, it was KO or submission. 10 count. What's the bit, yeah, bro? That's that's, well, yeah. that's how they're going to cover their fucking backsides, bro. By saying that, like, duh, we fucking knew all along, but really they didn't, bro. They're just going to come up with something like that where they, you know, just to fucking get away with it, bro. Like, no. Probably. I guarantee you, Probably bro, even though that. they're so and dumb. I have, I have a nitpick. I have a nitpick about the whole thing with Adam Cole, too, right? right? So Adam Cole comes out, right? And the announcers are like, and the announcers even are confused about what the yeah. fuck's going on. Because the announcers true. even were like, uh, he, he's a, is he, is he our, is he a number one? Con- I think he might <laughs> yeah. be the number one contender. There's a possibility that he's the number one contender. Here's the problem. If your fucking announcers <laughs> are confused about where a guy stands in the company, you have done eight piss poor job of fucking explaining it to the goddamn fucking audience okay because your your announcers should not have to be like oh he's the number one contender he's he's our number one contender so of course he wants a match with with that with hangman no show don't tell just fucking do something right where you just explain to the audience over with your storytelling that he's the number one contender. You have him talk about it eight fucking different times before he goes to see the fucking champ. You have him wear a t-shirt that says, I'm number one. You do something to where you I know, push right? the idea Self-promote that, yourself he is a little the bit. One, that he is the number one contender. Not this. Not have have him show up and then the fuck, then you've got Tony and JR going, oh, I, I think he, <laughs> he might possibly be one of our top contenders is he oh he's our number one contender yeah we're being told in the headset now that he's <laughs> yeah. the number one contender that's not how that works man when chuck liddell and tito faced off everybody knew it was because chuck was the number one contender it Absolutely. was like because why does the why does the fucking ufc does do wrestling better than fucking wrestling companies it drives me <sighs> fucking crazy you're telling me dude <laughs> And that's why I can't wrap my head around it, man. I really, truly think sometimes to myself, how can they be so wrong? You know, especially coming from people that supposedly know professional wrestling, right? It it, it really scones me too, bro. I don't know. I scratch my head thinking about it all the time. But in saying that, man, that sums up the show. It was KO or submission. We get a count out. But they'll cover up by saying it was a KO. 10 count. Can't you count? 10. 10. 10. Like fucking spastics. You know what I mean? Like seriously. Fuck, we're going to get cancelled after tonight. Anyway. Sorry, it's better than two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, <laughs> we were just all over ago. Oh, anyway, it's true. It's damn true. So insane, that, Chris. True. I think we should close it up, bro. What yeah, let's think? get the fuck out of here. Tell the people where they can find you, Jimmy. Well, they can find me right here on Twitter, but not here, technically. But, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at DJ Mass Effects and at PWC Network. And also, please like and subscribe 
to the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows up there and there'll be a whole bunch of new shows coming out from tonight so look out for all that stuff man but chris tell them where they can find the bullshit in the morning bro yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's at ChrisAms1. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow there. Uh, feel free to tag me and stuff. That's basically all of my Twitter at this point is people tag me in things. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't like Twitter. Um, yeah, tweet, tweet. You can also find me on Facebook. It's Chris. It's Christopher Ams. Just look for my name. Uh, look for the beautiful red beard. Um, <laughs> you'll see it. That's about it. But yeah, so for... Well, Jimmy T for the PWC, which is us ostensibly. That's us. Um, We're the OGs, you've been bro. Listening to the skirmish, and yeah, uh, yeah. keep listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Peace out. Adios, amigos.
about JR, how long have we done wrestling on television? But I've never seen anything this well, revolting. Yeah, well over 30 years. This is uh, ranks right up there with the most revolting incidents that we've ever had live on, on television. It'd be a real shame if they dropped them. I would, I would pay a lot of money. How much? Oh, I'd pay a thousand bucks to see him dump it over. Is MJF wearing socks or does he just have grotesquely untanned ankles? I think it's a left. God almighty. God, I hate this fight. Ugh. Wow, MJF. Oh, God. Sake. Tony, I'm getting sick. My palate's been offended. The pinnacle all to come in for a celebration. Everyone except for Wardlow. And we got okay. oh. Of course we do. Hey, there'll be a lot. There'll be more. You said the right thing. Hey, Chalmer, when you said tainted victory. All right, cut my music, cut my music. Oh, it's hot AC tonight, baby. So let me just make something perfectly clear. Guys, I'm holding the mic. Settle down, settle down! I think I made it crystal clear last week that I'm the best wrestler on the planet. Not Kenny Omega, not Brian Danielson, not Adam Cole, not Hangman. No, no, right now you're looking at the best in the world. Actually, actually, scratch that. I just beat CM Punk twice in Chicago. I'm better than the best in the world. But you know what? Last week was a little bit bittersweet for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm just getting started. Last week was a little bittersweet for me because as I was lying on top of CM Punk after I had just beaten him twice in Chicago, a lot of emotion came over me and it was at that moment I realized I just beat somebody I grew up watching on my TV screen. That meant a lot, so I, I decided to lean over and whisper two heartwarming words into his ears. And those heartwarming words were, you suck! <laughs> we got him, we got him. But, but in all seriousness, but in all seriousness, if anybody deserves to hear the two words, thank you. It's the man for without him, I wouldn't have been able to beat CM Punk twice in Chicago. And that big strapping young man's name is... Sean Spears, baby! If you didn't warm me up, I don't know if I could have done it, I swear to God. What? Get a red hat? 
from your historic win last week, I got you again. That's your new shirt, baby! That's your new shirt! And it's available now at shopaw.com and proslinktees.com. That's for you! You mean you can buy that shirt right now? My God! Now hold on, hold on. I'm not just here to party, I'm here to make a statement. After last week, I proved I'm better than Brett in Canada, I'm better than Piper in Portland, and I'm damn sure better than CM Punk in Chicago. It's time I become your new AEW World Champion. Me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta right. be kidding me. Look at this. This is great. I, I gotta go talk to this guy. He shut him up, thank God. Gosh, you know, I'm watching the monitor in the back and you're talking about beating me in Chicago. Your win in Chicago is about as suspect as your spray tan. I'm a little bit of an island amongst myself. I don't like to ask for help. Luckily, today, I've learned from my mistake a couple of weeks ago. You bunch of jackasses like to pick your spots and beat up one guy. Today, I got some friends. Jackets off, get your dress shoes off. This is gonna go one of two ways. I'm either gonna get what I want, or I'm gonna come down here with my friends and I'm gonna beat it out of you. I want a rematch. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just beat you twice. You don't deserve Max. a rematch. Max, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the guy that beat me in Chicago, Wardlow. Because wow. let's face it, the whole lot of you in the ring wouldn't have won anything in the last six months if it wasn't for that man. And big man, listen to me, listen to me good. You can be on the end of the beating these guys are about to receive, or you can grow some balls and you can leave these jerks. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, big man, hold on. First of all, I beat you all by myself in Chicago. Oh, really? You all know it. You hear him, Wardlow? You hear him? Hold on, it's second of all, second of all. Wardlow, Wardlow hangs around us, not just because he's under contract with me, but because he's our best friend. Everybody knows that. Just shut up, Max, give me a rematch. And third of all, give me a rematch. Punk, do you, uh, do you think I enjoy uh, dressing like this, huh? Hell no, I don't even look good in a damn suit. But here's the thing, I am comfortable in my, uh, in my fighting attire, and you talking about rematches, well, you got the absolute best tag team in this damn world in the ring, and I'm begging for a rematch.
All you have to do is ask, Dax. Sign me up. The three of us, we want a rematch from Greensboro because I get my hands on little Max. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait just a damn minute. No way I'm wrestling in this cesspool here in Atlantic City. No shot. Plus, this actually does give me a little idea, though. You want a rematch against me, and the greatest tag team of all time wants a rematch against you. We're in Atlantic City, huh? How about we roll the dice a little bit? I'm sure Tony Khan's gonna love this idea. Hey, Punker, if in the condition you're in, you can beat the greatest tag team of all time, FTR, with any tag partner you're choosing, I'll give you a match against me, any match, anytime, anywhere. However, here's the deal. It can't be Tweedledum or Tweedledipshit over there. They have to head to the back. Good luck finding a partner in the locker room who doesn't hate your guts. Now in the meantime, Wardlow, if I were you, I'd suit up because you got a match next. And I'm gonna keep the party rolling because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman and I'm better than the best in the world and you know it. Wow, a high stakes challenge thrown down by MJF. What process there, uh, Excalibur? Punk can get a rematch with MJF anytime, anywhere, if he can find a partner here tonight and defeat FTR. He'll find a partner, but uh, I feel bad for Dax Harwood up to the top rope. Once again, look for, oh no! That time, the pool was empty. High risk, no reward on that exchange. John's got a long, he went to a neutral corner, just wildly swinging to a neutral corner. Yeah, Moxley dazed, but oh, the big time lariat by Moxley! Moxley's got a, a handful of go-tos that he trusts. The face he of Punk. what it's all of them, though. The face of Punk said it all. And CM Punk delivering right hands, but you can see Punk unsteady on that left leg. Leg Lariat, though. Yeah, it's loving what they're seeing. CM Punk. Chanting his name. We see the rising knee strike in the corner. Punk, short arm clothesline. Goes for the cover, fart leg is hooked. Harwood able to kick out. All right, Moxley's still on the floor, so Punk has no one to tag right now. And Moxley slowly getting up. Took a hellacious beating. Yeah, he did. Courtesy man. of FTR. Oh! Ooh. Man, what an uppercut. What an uppercut. What a match, man. These, these four guys are going at it, as you would expect. Oh. One of the best in any environment in the entire world. Oh. FTR was looking for that powerplex. We've seen them use that before. But CM Punk intervened, and Moxley now fighting his way off the ropes. Oh, wait a second. This is going to hurt. Oh, stay device by John Moxley and CM Punk. Never did I ever think I'd say that, and Moxley flies over the top. CM Punk covers. No. Oh, wow. Oh, so close. That's how bad this match is. Uh, the winner wants to win this badly. The sense of urgency, the pain 
We love you folks watching at home. No doubt about it here on TBS. Ben, if you're in this oh, arena, wait, wait, wait. No! Cash Wheeler! Just DDT Moxley on the floor. Great. That's a great counter. And FT. Oh, oh, wait, look at this. Wheeler with a ring bell in hand. He's got Moxley neutralized. Dax Harwood. Whoa, CM Punk floats over. Roll up here. CM Punk. Two. No. Oh, the ring bell. Man. What a shot right in the head. And the brain buster. They're going to steal this. Two. No. Oh. Punk kicks out. How the hell did CM Punk kick out of that predicament? He did because he wants that rematch with MJF so badly. And remember, that's a page out of FTR's playbook, their greatest hits. That's how they defeated the Lucha Brothers. Right. And they almost did the same thing to CM Punk here tonight. CM Punk, if his team wins this, he'll get a match with MJF again. Anytime, anywhere. Those were the stipulations laid out by MJF, but things are looking up for FTR right now. I would describe that up with you on a snub. Yeah, man. Sometimes when you got so much on the line, you got so much emotion in the match, you run on adrenaline. And that's what he's doing. He's standing just based on just courage and oh, adrenaline here. Punk looking for the backslide. Counter. The tag. Oh, the switch around. Nothing Punk can do. Oh, I was wrong. Punk, yeah, he kicked off of Cash Wheeler. He's got Harwood up on the shoulders. GTS, no intercepted. Big ring! The big ring from FTR! Moxley in there and breaks it up! Oh. A violent breakup by John Moxley. He brought he brought it. Let me tell you, he brought it. That is yeah, man, that saved it right there. No one in AEW has been able to survive the big rig. Moxley knows that and he had a very timely intervention there for CM Punk. Well, look at all four men just doing everything they can to get to their feet, all four. Moxley and Punk standing back to back. He can't take these clean shots, at least not very many of them. FTR, Punk and Moxley slugging it out. CM Punk and FTR sent in. Oh, wait. Punk goes through. Oh, put to the midsection. Wait a second. Very nearly saw GTS and Paradigm shift simultaneously. But FTR, such a high ring IQ, they identified the danger. They were able to escape and now look for the stuffed pile driver. Good call, man. Oh, Moxley. Breaks it up. Rear naked choke. He's got it on. He's got the hooks in. And then, whoa, CM Punk floats over, Anaconda Vice by CM Punk! Tap out, what are the tap in? The tap out, but Aubrey Edwards, her back is turned! Tully Blanchard. Your goal is to piss off Punk. Yeah, he's achieved the goal, right? You're Tully, doing it. Tully saw the desperate situation that Cash Wheeler was in. But then, oh, got him, buddy! Tully, Tully trying to get off those shoulders. He felt himself going up. He oh. had to kick his leg. Oh! He has a Tully Blanchard! Let it roll out! He's got the trance too! Oh my god! Did he get it? No. Near fall. Oh, that was close. 
Good long, fat two count. Whoa, wait a second. Punk. He's got a GTS and Paradigm Shift. They hit it. One, two, three. On a Hell of a Tag Team match. Here live tonight. The team of the That's what Tag Team Wrestling, in my eyes, should be about. He's coming for you, Max. MJF laid it out earlier, anytime, anywhere. CM Punk and John Moxley, victorious. All right, guys, and what a matchup we got coming up on Friday night on Rampage. Rapungi Vice against the Young Bucks. That's right, Tony. I'm 100%. I'm feeling good, and I'm ready for Friday night. The world is ready what? for the Young Bucks versus... Oh, hey, hey, guys, I, I saw on the format that you guys had an interview. I thought we'd just come say hello. Screw oh, saying right. hello. Why don't we just fight right, right here? Let's go right now. Right. Adam Cole and the oh. Young Bucks. Launching an attack on Trent Barretta and Rocky Romero. Sam with us out loud. That went south of the Mississippi. Oh. Let's get PTE trigger. Okay. And the oh, wait, 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 guys, guys. Look who it is. What are doing here? Is that? That can't be. That's a switchblade chain. Oh my God. Jay White! Are you kidding me? From New Japan Pro Wrestling has walked through the forbidden door! My series. Jay White in AEW. So the last time you people saw me, it took me under three minutes to defeat Sky Blue. And let's be real, there's not a woman in the back that is on my level. Matter of fact, I'm starting to think there's not a woman in the back that could even go five minutes in the ring with me. That's why tonight, I'm issuing the professor's five-minute rookie challenge. You should be honored. You should be privileged that you get to be in the ring with me tonight. And sweetheart, if you want to put your life on the line, I will gladly be the one to dig your grave. Serena Deeb. Katie Arcade, who's, by the way, it's not her debut. She has wrestled once before in AEW. That's right, we saw her compete on Dark about six months ago, and she has an opportunity here against the professor of pro wrestling, Serena Deeb. Don't lock her chances. Five minutes. Clock has started. Serena Deeb back in Arquette, up to the corner. One thing we know, and one thing we, we're going to see, obviously, in this match. Serena's going to be very aggressive, not only because of the time clock, but just because that's the way she's been as of late. Right. Yeah, you're right, Tom. And, oh, look, not even pressing the attack here is Serena Deeb. It's the uppercut in the corner. She's burning time from her own clock. I think that's maybe a symbol that she believes that this one will be over earlier than not. She's turning her back to come on, give me your best shot. Uh -huh. Open shot. Oh, Waist lock. Smart. Oh, reversal by Serena. The professor turns her inside out. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, what a counter. What a neck breaker. And now Serena Deeb has got the arm all tied up. Oh, my God. She's just glancing at the clock. I think she realizes she can end this at any time. And now wrenching back, Katie Arquette immediately taps out. One minute. 
Serena D. Well, the clock was at four minutes when the tap came. One minute. Wow, Serena Deep, victorious here in the first Professor Challenge. She's the best, man. AEW Dynamite back live here on TBS. Wardlow going one-on-one -on -one with the Blade. And Wardlow bull rushing Blade to the corner. Power, you can't be, you can't coach it. It's hard to even create a defense strong against this power. And reserve as well, JR. Yeah. Wardlow, such a dominant force here in AEW. Oh, he charged in. Blade countered with that knee strike. And Blade again, the knee into the face of Wardlow. That's a difference maker, no doubt about it. Oh, oh, oh Wardlow caught Blade. Yeah, so got, is this man. He got caught, man. Wow. They won it again. Listen to him. The power bomb could be the start. Because this man doesn't uh, have a conscience, I don't think, because he may powerbomb this man multiple times. The second of the powerbomb symphony. Yeah, if you're sitting here at ringside, folks, or here in the arena, you know exactly what we're talking about. This is cruel and inhuman punishment. And, and Spears is saying, Penny, now. I don't know why. Fans want to see the third one. Warlow again! Warlow just doesn't want to do anything that Spears wants him to do. My God, look at this. A quadruple. And Warlow with the boot on the chest and the win. Yes. And the American judge gives Warlow in. Warlow! This kid's going to be rich and famous someday. I haven't seen a grand slam like that since Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh, and Sean Spears with the chair once again. Totally unnecessary. And he's stealing the spotlight once again from Wardlow. That's exactly what he's doing. He put that chair on him and wahaboo after the symphony. We're back live here on TBS with our first of two title matches tonight. AQA challenging Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. And look at the strength of Jade as you saw during picture in picture. Yeah, just overwhelming strength. AQA, though, stringing together a combination inside the ring. The crossbody. Boot to the midsection. AQA hits the ropes. Jade. Oh! There you go. Got her down. That's a big break, perhaps, that AQA needed. Kind of a sling blade maneuver there that time, wasn't it? It certainly looked like it, and Jade wasn't expecting it. Opening the door for AQA. Jade Cargill, I think she got rocked by that. She was not expecting that at all. No, and uh, unfortunately for, yeah, Whoa. She, got, she got back to her feet. AQH should have tried to stomp her down, I would think. Keep her down. Gonna throw into the ropes. AQA comes around. DDT! Wow! You can almost uh, feel that one and see it coming. Champs in trouble, guys. Well, you know, I didn't, I've never seen any footage on, on this uh, young lady, AQA. And AQA has a tremendously impressive shooting star press and she's got Jade Cargill down in the corner. If AQA lands this, we could have a new TBS champion. AQA up to the top. Big chance. Shooting star press! Oh, Hook One, two, no! Oh, the power of Jade Cargill to a shocked 
absolutely shot AQA. David Irving shot that time, and, and Smart Mark almost came apart at the seams. She's going to do it again. She's going to do it again. And we could see an end to the, to the reign of the first ever TBS champion here tonight. AQA up, but Jade Cargill up to her knees. Oh. AQA, AQA got off balance. Oh, sent across into the ropes, the boot up in the face. Jade Cargill following up, just hammering her opponent in the corner. I think the champ is getting impatient as hell. AQA up on the top. And the crossbody, Jade. Nothing. Catches AQA and no! What the hell was Rag, that? Ragdolled. And now with the, the underhooks, AQA's about to get jaded. And what a powerful finisher. Too big, too strong. Case closed. Oh, this match is still TBS champion. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill retains the TBS championship and also keeps her perfect record. Oh, and look at this. Oh, the DDT from Hagman. Wow. Jake's very frustrated that his, his plan got somewhat Stymied. Yeah, well, Jake got a lot of adrenaline flowing through that body right there, man. Well, and you can join AEW for our Fort Myers area debut for the fallout from Revolution on Wednesday, March 9th at the Hertz Arena. And then in April, we'll be returning to Boston, Massachusetts, the Aganis Arena on Wednesday, April 6th. Tickets go on sale this Friday, AEWTAX.com and Ticketmaster.com. If you didn't get all that, go to AEWTIX.com. Oh! Swinging for the fences was our champion. And that may have awoken the Murder Hawk monster. I was going to say the same thing. He just, he just rose up, and now he's up on one knee here. He's up. He's, he's, this, is, wow. this is Lance Archer's domain, the Texas death match. Hangman Adam Page is teeing off. Four shots right to the head with great force. What has Hangman got in mind? Oh, big, oh, Archer intercepts the candlestick, oh broke it over his knee. Oh my God. That's a man's man right there, guys. Oh, right here. The chub slammed through that trash can. But remember, the AEW world title is at stake here. And we saw Archer do that to the champion last week on the steps. Now this week on the trash can, Hangman has to answer the knockout, the 10 count. Ten count to Hangman, but Hangman up to the knees. Halfway up. And What's he got in the oh, hand here? What the hell is that? Oh, the fourth. I got him in the butcher. Puncturing the face of the world champion with that fork. That's just oh, Lord. More kids don't try that. He's a, no, he's a deranged man here. The biggest prize in AEW hangs in the balance here. Shows you what they'll do for it. And a match that perfectly suits the challenger. The cannonball sent on wipes out 
Hangman Adam Page. The big man, the challenger, who wants to leave with that title. Uh, he's so athletic. 6'6". I'd say he's closer to 300 than he is 250. That's my guess. Yeah, that's a solid 300 himself. And Jake Roberts standing over both men. What else? Lance Archer. Figured out plan B. Got the chair from underneath the ring now. He's pulled so many weapons out there. Dan Lambert is here. For, I'm not sure the exact reason. Well, I've never understood this relationship. Well, remember it was Lance Archer that, oh no. The barbed wire chair. The barbed wire chair. The barbed wire chair. Okay, there it is. It was Lance Archer that was about to take out Dan Lambert once again. But Lambert actually spoke some sense to the Murderhawk Monster. He said, you can either take out me or the AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page. And that's how this rivalry had started. Oh, what a hard shot right to the face. Unprotected shot to the bloody face of the AEW World Champion. We've seen crazy matches. I don't know, this one is, has reached new heights or maybe lows, whatever your opinion is here. I, I, oh, Archer's looking for the blackout. Oh my God. On the upturned ring step. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. Somebody oh no. call the ambulance. Oh no. There's oh no, no way a human being can walk away from that. No way. You just can't do it. Oh my God, the champion is. Look at this angle. Oh, he bounced off of the damn thing. Page looks like he's on his professional deathbed. Well, and Paul Turner checking with the, the champion. Can he continue? Hangman says, yes, you know Hangman's not going to give up, but could Archer not even waiting for the 10 count? He wants to end it right here. And you know, after that, he's going to end it right here if it connects. Archer looking for a power bomb, but hang, oh, Hangman grabbed the barbed wire off the chair, fighting for his life. Uh-oh, uh-oh, look where that barbed wire is. Around the right arm, and oh! oh! Hangman with the barbed wire sleeve, delivering those rolling elbow strikes. Oh, Archer with the big boot up in the face. The rip cord. Archer's no. not going away. Oh, German suplex. Desperation suplex. Archer landed on his shoulder, but Hangman still tossing the challenger over the top. This is absolutely insane. Oh, oh, shot. oh my shot. God, there it is. Yeah. He vaulted off the referee's back. Paul Turner bends over to pick up the barbed wire. And now the 10 count is on. Remember, you win it by a 10 count. Or submission. Or submission is right. Both these dudes are the worst for wear. Hangman is stirring on the outside. And with our world title hanging in the balance, it's still anybody's ballgame. They're up to eight. Get up, kid. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Hangman's up. And time. Hangman out on page. 
Just won this match. damn thing. And his face. Look at the price our champion paid. champion, Hangman Adam Page. What a win. What a war. For the fighting champion, Hangman Adam Page. And still, AEW World Champion. This has been one of the most intense episodes of AEW Dynamite that we've ever had. Here comes Adam Cole. He said he had something up. He said that during that interview. He had a plan. And Adam, whoa! He is the number one contender, right? I think he is. Ranked number one? Well, he has to be. After defeating Lance Archer, or after Lance Archer loses to Hangman Adam Page, and Adam Cole making his intentions clear. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the title picture becomes more and more cloudy and more and more competitive. Don't forget a great rampage coming your way on Friday night. When Malachi misted his face, he spit into his soul. Penta says that if Malachi Black wants to live in the darkness, then he should be prepared to face the consequences. Penta says it's time to rise, Penta Oscuro.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.